Last week on Glee Boot, season five of Glee went out with a shrug as they all sang Pompeii. Sam moved back to the high school where he lives. And uh, Rachel is, I guess, getting her own TV show where the pilot ends with her just openly discussing the meaning of love. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Wait, wasn't last week the ballot? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I just edited the... So last week, we decided Nasty Rhythm Nation mashup was the best song of season five with Toxic by the Unholy Trinity coming close, the tiebreaker being my vote. Um, And uh, we decided that all the newbies were really waste potential and bad choices were made all around. Yeah, and that's what happened. And then the episode, it was pretty consistent. Like, at least on our end, we all voted for quarterback. Mm -hmm. Puppet master. And then I voted for uh, the LA City of Angels. And I think you guys voted for... Katie or Gaga. Katie or Gaga, yeah. Because we're like, that's the only (laughs) other one we remember. (laughs) Exactly. The two genders. Yes. Um, you know, Katie or Gaga have songs in this episode of uh, this movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Gloovy, if you will. Gloovy, yes. <laughs> um, uh. Featuring Oscar winner Gwyneth Paltrow. We're talking about the Glee concert movie. 3D concert what, movie. 3D yes. Concert. 3D. 3D. That's my first question. How and why is this in 3D? But it's 2011, and that's when everything was in 3D. Yes. How are you supposed to find like the actual 3D movie of it? You need a 3D TV. Mm-hmm. And 3D glasses, potentially, depending on the type of TV you have. Mm-hmm. And then you buy it on like Voodoo. I think you can buy a 3D version of it, probably. Yeah. So Blu-ray? what we watched, but in 3D? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh so like, my gosh. I think like at certain points you could tell that there was some sort of 3D element just because of the way it was shot, especially like the ending credits. It looked like there was slushy all over my living room. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. But anyway, we have special well, guests. We have, welcome back to Glee Boo, the show where we get drunk and talk about <laughs> rebooting Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa and I'm Hannah and we're unhinged <laughs> and uh, we have our special Glee bonus content expert Julia hi excited welcome to be back. back welcome back it's been a while I know it's been it's been a bit since I got to shit on Ryan Murphy which I don't feel like I get to do today his, his influence was not strongly felt on this one but you could he was still talking you could hear his voice yeah yeah but it's not quite but the it, same. It was relatively Wait, harmless. Like, literally yeah. narrating. So, I mean, we can talk about it, but there are a couple moments where like someone behind the camera is talking to the actors who I guess are in character, which is something uh, I have a lot of questions about. Um, yeah, it's very... And that's Ryan Murphy. So, okay. Yeah. See, I don't recognize his voice, so I had yeah. no idea. So, yeah, that was him. Um... <laughs> So what are we drinking today? I have an 805 and I decided we had Rafa's family over the other day. So we have a bunch of leftover beverages and I have a Corona lined up because I know we're thinking this might be a short episode, but I know us. I know I'm (laughs) going to need a second drink. (laughs) Also, I know you and you speed drink. Yes. 
So I this think show that's is very choice. stressful to do. Shocking. <laughs> uh, can you guys guess what I have? A Topo Chico hard seltzer. Topo Chico hard seltzer. It's the the lemon lime. Apparently, I don't like these as much as I like the other flavors because that's all that's left in the fridge. Wait, so if I made an ad like a Hannah sponsoring Topo Chico hard seltzer, could they cease and desist me? Probably. But I mean, for what reason, though? It's free money, right? Yeah, you're free saying promise. positive things about the product. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I know that like people on YouTube and streamers have like a problem mentioning or even like showing different brands either because of like other contracts or just because they're worried that the companies are going to come after them. Well, that's the know. thing though. Uh, we have no contracts. We are not officially influencers. Like, <laughs> what's, I don't what's know how many people have been going after Tobo Chico hard seltzer because I've been talking about it every week. <laughs> what's the data on that? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Give us a five-star review if you love Tobo Chico hard seltzer. If you're 21 and over. Yes, See, uh, that's, we don't that's get good. any five-star reviews from minors for drinking this. Yes, exactly. Yes. What are you guys drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a Bloody Mary. Um, ah. I did not mix all of the ingredients myself. This is a mix that I bought from the store, but it looked really good. So I bought it. It's called Cutwater. Cutwater oh. Margarita, or not Margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Um mm-hmm. And I got it because you can actually like see the spices in it. Oh, so you they're definitely there for sure. And it is spicy. Mm. If you listened to the bonus episode where I interview my dad about his book, you will know that my great aunt Dorothy called Bloody Mary Bloody Elizabeth because Elizabeth had a higher body count. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I really want the real ones will know. I really, really want the real this to be called Cutthroat Bloody Mary Mix, mm. but it's it might, that's, that sounds real. Yeah, because oh. Cut Water is it's a brand. Because uh, it is a brand. Some we got something that was Cut Water. I can't remember if it was like a beer or a seltzer, but yeah, we just had it. It was pretty good, actually. Apparently, they have a vodka too because they were telling you how to make it with their vodka, which yes. they did not buy. I think it was a vodka seltzer's water. Yeah. Do you have a beverage, Julia? I do. I'm drinking $6 white wine out of an Ikea glass. Wonderful. Um, Honestly, I feel like that matches the vibe of the concert. Uh, That feels like the budget (laughs) that they put into this 3D concert movie reflected in a drink. Yeah. Yeah. All the budget went to the end credits. (laughs) The end credits were lovely. I was quite surprised. Yeah. You guys sat through the end credits? No, they there just kept playing encore. and I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, there was? Yeah. Did you guys there was an encore oh, and a performance. I missed <laughs> that. Oh, my God. Do I have to go back and watch more Glomkent? Yes. Uh, I didn't get to the blooper performance. I did get to the encore. I didn't know there was something more. It was, Lord. It was Baby Blaine. It was more Baby, Baby Blaine. After oh, my, wait, but he was my was favorite happening. part. Oh, oh my gosh. He does an entire, they do an entire ver- thing of him doing Raise Your Glass, like reenacting all of Blaine's moves. And like the best uh, part though is like, you know how 
when like Blaine like jumps into the group. We've talked about this choreo multiple times. This is iconic. And you choreo. loved it. And I was like, meh. <laughs> he like jumps into the group and he like like does a physical record scratch. Yeah. The little kid like hides behind his couch and like jumps out. <laughs> oh, that part. I love that little kid. I remember seeing that video a long time ago, like probably when it first and then I noted. Obviously, we're getting really ahead of ourselves, but he wasn't saying Valentine. He was doing the little kids saying Valentine. And I was like, I'm dead. That's so cute. <laughs> he was the best part. That the was film. the best part. Because little like, kids, like a certain brand of little kid will just get very like fixated on like a small thing. And they'll just memorize it and they'll just do it. Oh, yeah. That kid was so dapper. This is little, his little warbler suit yeah so um you know i could have been looking up facts about this when it came out what was going on but here's what it was between seasons two and three yep Uh, so i looked this up it was filmed between seasons one and two i think no and then it came out between two and three or was it the same it was because i know it was like a year but different because there was oh, Sam true. and Blaine, so they're post-season yeah. two, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I think it came out between three and four, is what I meant. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was looking it up because I was like, I feel like this came out later in Glee's run, but these fans seem fucking insane, and I don't feel like anyone was that insane about it after, like, season three. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was. this was yeah. peak Glee. This was Glee at the height of its power. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? There were so many people. Yeah, yeah. they're all invested. This is a national tour. Yeah. Yeah. And the internet, they talked about going to other countries. They went, oh, Yeah, they yeah. went to Dublin. Yeah. Damien McGinty, he was in, he the, was he the, was in the crowd. As he I saw been. that. Did they uh, actually go to Lima? Did they actually perform in Lima? Is there a space in Lima, Ohio for them to even <laughs> perform at? I don't know. I, didn't, it, I was about to look it up. But I was like, I don't want to put the energy into that. So, you know... <sighs> It's just really interesting to imagine, like, what if this happened post Untitled Rachel Berry project? It, what would this have looked like? A hot mess. <laughs> like this. This the, the, was... the puppets are there and they're doing what the fox say. Oh God! <laughs> there would maybe be no fin. Adam Lambert might have been there, and same thing with Demi Lovato. Uh... Yeah, but mm. audience wouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, wouldn't have been able to sell out a venue or like be in a venue. Yeah, like yeah. that's how insanely popular Glee was at that time that it could mm-hmm. fill out venues across the country. This wasn't just like a New York, LA, like immersive experience kind of thing, which a kind a Glee immersive experience would actually kind of be fun. Um yeah. are we talking about like what kind of immersive experience because <laughs> like the Bridgerton one like you kind of go you're kind of in character they're actors in character maybe they're not the characters from Glee like it's not like there's a Blaine there but it's like they're Glee-ish characters mm. yeah, like maybe they're so like generic warbler generic Pretending Rachel Berry that I'm in high school again does not sound fun to me but okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I don't know Tell that to Drew Barrymore. I've never been kissed. <laughs> you right. Another movie I've never seen. Really? No. Oh. No, I have not. That's it's the best a, movie. It's, it's a weird one, but it's, it's a weird I one. I remember it being good. 
It's one of my, like, um, I have like six movies that I like own on iTunes and they're like what I used to watch, like on planes when I have like anywhere I didn't uh-huh. have internet. And so I've seen all of those movies like dozens of times and never been kissed as one of, that's a lot yeah. of Barrymore movies, but. You know, that's also the name of the movie or the episode that Blaine appeared in for the first time. There we go. Oh, you're right. Kowalski kisses Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. If this was a Glee murder mystery night, that is an immersive experience I would go to. I would host one then. That'd be fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you have to, everyone has to sing. Yes. Like 100%. Yeah, there's a group number too. <laughs> so, okay. So I turned this on on Hulu. Uh, so <laughs> I was watching it on the living room TV and the person who also watches Hulu watches it with... Uh, closed captions i thought it was a sing-along for like the first 20 minutes i was like oh wait no it's just closed captions i was like oh cool sing-along version awesome uh, that would have been better i feel like yeah i feel like, like, there in theater, been... like i did not see this in theaters which is surprising to me because it really feels like something i would have seen in theaters but like <laughs> had it been a sing-along like i would have been there yeah i feel like I mean, they did what, like Frozen sing along, which have, would yeah. have been like around the same time as this. So, yeah, the market, it's there. Yeah. Um, so basically, they went, the Glee cast went around, they did concert. As did in con- character. In character, yes. The whole movie was, is in so character. I did not realize they were in character until they started talking to Rachel about Barbara Streisand. And that's when I was like, oh. It took me a little while to, because at first I was like, oh. This is just, you know, the actor's little quips. And then I'm like, okay, wait, no, but this person seems like they're in character, but this person might not be. But it also shows how, like, aside from maybe, like, Britney, their characters aren't that drastically different from who they are. Yeah. Honestly, the Here's my it thing, was though. Britney that showed me that they were mm-hmm. in character. She I was- thought Heather was just funny. I thought Heather was just, like, being <laughs> clever. And saying stuff. Well, I don't think they had written dialogue. I mean, no. I'm sure Lee Michelle had rehearsed dialogue. Definitely not. Well, written, Ryan but... Murphy was there. That was the first time Ryan Murphy spoke, and I was, oh, he's just reciting stuff back to her, and she's <laughs> yeah. saying it. Got it. Um, but you know, uh, like, I'm pretty sure Heather Morick was coming up with those quips. Probably. They, they, yes. they were, it was very improv. I just did not have someone writing dialogue. No. Um, Here's my question, though. So mm-hmm. in this universe, the kids of New Direction, who at this point, you know, like flunked out of nationals, isn't that what happens at the yeah. end of season two, go on a national tour, sold to out stadiums. cities across the countries, where people are talking about them like they are characters on a television show talking about their lives and details that they shouldn't know because these are just normal students from high school. And they're all like, this is normal time to sing. Like, I don't get the conceit. Well, it's so weird. Also, they would be disqualified because as we know from Mattress, they can't take money. You cannot get paid. But also, spoiler alert, Artie walks. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that's where I was like, no. At first I was like, I can suspend my disbelief because I was on that same train, Julia. And then he does safety dance like he does in the in the show. He walks in his dream, but he walks in real life. life? And I'm like, the conceit's gone. You can't 
And also that was so frustrating. when thinking about like what I come in as a fan, if I'm a fan who's going to see the Glee 3D concert movie, I don't want to see them in character. I want to see them being them and interacting as they do. Right. That's what I kind of thought too. Like the, the character Maybe thing is just... they didn't want us to see. <laughs> uh, I mean, they could have faked that as much as they could have faked this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so strange. It's like also like going to the concert, I feel like would make sense. Like, oh, I'm going to come see the characters. I think that could make sense. But as the movie, it's like a behind the scenes thing. I'm not looking at the characters because this doesn't make sense in the story of Glee. Already walking, he's supposed to be disabled. Like he can't walk in the show. Yet, it, it, yeah. It was well, weird, a weird choice. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, the Glee boot, right? That's our angle. This is how I would do it. If I had to do, if I was tasked with, okay, we need to do a tour of Glee. This show is insanely popular. We want to hear these songs live. These are rising stars. We got to do it. I would frame it as they're doing like, like, ha- like design it so it looks like a high school production. And they're doing mm-hmm. this like shitty fundraiser or something mm-hmm. for like uh, the fire uh-huh. department or... Uh, nursing home, you know, and they're like, they're on stage and like they're almost acting as if they're just performing to like a local theater, right? You know, like they're not acknowledged. Oh my gosh, look at this stadium! They're just like, oh hi, like thanks for coming out to our show. Like I'm Rachel Berry. This is the nude erections. <laughs> um, we're gonna sing an original song we wrote that makes fun of the working class. And uh, they like you could even have like a joke with like one of those thermometer things of like maybe they do a, like run Joey run and it goes down. Um, Interesting. You know, like yeah. you could, and then they're all in character, and mm-hmm. it's almost like it's almost like a musical. Like a stage play. I was saying that too, like some sort of stage show where it makes sense that they're in character, but there's a story. But we get a small glimpse of like Brittany and Blaine. Brittany's like, do you want to make out? And then Kurt's like, are you trying to flirt with my man? And I was like, wait, there was a story. There was dialogue in this show. It's like, why aren't we just seeing that? But in a movie version, like that's what I thought. And then there was like two thirds through where they're like, and now we're going to do a little seamlet before Gwyneth Paltrow shows up. And I was like, what? Well, yeah. you know, they probably had the entire thing filmed. So I'm wondering, like, if they got such, like, terrible views on, like, the storyline that they were like, we got to scrap it. We got to do something else. Maybe. Or I think it's, I don't know. Because that's us things like, I don't know why they would choose to do this. Like, yeah, it was cool to see how these people were so into the show and like I told Colin and Alyssa that like this was actually a really good reminder of how impactful in a positive way that the show was that I think I completely forget often. But also I was like, but as someone going to see the movie, do I care? You know, I, I kind of would have rather seen cared in the a weird show. Movie. Why do we care? <sighs> like if you had made me a documentary that was like more about Glee's impact and where the cast were being themselves, I would have cared. Yes. And that's what would have helped is like if backstage the cast was also like, here's Glee's impact. But it was just this like weird thing where it was like partly the cast doing these like numbers and like shitty outfits with no production value. Partly these like kind of heartwarming fan stories, but that kept on like pulling away from the numbers. 
and making it feel yeah. really disjointed. It feels like they actually reorganized the entire mute, like the set of the show to fit this narrative they have with these fans. Yeah, yeah that's not the order that because like they'd be in outfits could, and they'd be back in those outfits. And then, yeah, that, it, that makes more. I thought they were just. The outfits were a hot, hot mess across the board. So I thought that so was just so many costume changes. I can't even I imagine. Have a, I have um, a lot of screenshots and specific comments on a lot of the outfits. Yeah, and I, I, I want her to send them to me so I can make an Instagram post. You should them. share your screen and walk us through them. I, I would love this. I have yeah, so many thoughts. The conceit of this, I don't think, I can't, I can't imagine myself going to see this because... I actually thought it was like actors behind the scenes type thing. And then it wasn't. And I was like, why would I go see this then? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it could have been so straightforward and simple. And they just made all these choices that made it so weird. And like the fan stuff was cool to see how it impacted people and how it invented homosexuality uh-huh. How yeah. um, you know, but like how it really brought you know queer identities into the mainstream in mm-hmm. ways other shows like you can't ignore like Will and Grace and Ellen and all that, but like to this generation specifically to our yes. generation, like I literally I remember being like Catholic youth group and people essentially becoming not homophobic because of Glee. Yeah, there were a couple of fans who were like, you know, the show made me see people in a different light to like understand like, oh, like basically like they're people too, like mm-hmm. kind of yeah. breaking away from the the bit the beliefs that they had been given. You know, it's awesome to see that. Which is the point of representation and the point of media in general is like media is supposed to build empathy. Like mm-hmm. really, that's the point of your English classes in high school. Like it is to learn how to write, but it's also to like how do I connect to someone who's the king of Scotland or murdered someone to become the king of Scotland? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, that's the whole point of media is to build that empathy. And that's why there's, when there's a lack of representation, it's a problem because you're only designed to empathize with certain kinds of people. Right. You know, and representation, even as much as we joke about how Glee can be very bad representation, you know, it was very impactful representation. Yeah. Um, also, I think like the idea that it, that we have these real life people and their stories sort of related to Glee and then the characters of Glee, like it feels like it's half fiction documentary, mockumentary, half yeah. documentary about the impact of Glee. And it just does not match. It's, there yeah. were two ideas and they didn't pick one. They just did both. <laughs> Yeah, and like we're gonna do both. As a whole. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. do all these ideas and then figure out which one we like best. Oh, none of them are really like fully baked. We'll just slap them together. <laughs> That's season four, four and five, baby. So red velvet cake with green cream cheese frosting and like weird sprinkles and there's chocolate chips and it's there's some chocolate, good. and there's like also a, really a base of ice cream cake <laughs> I, would I like that. everything there except for the fact that the cream cheese frosting is green because weird I was, food colorings freak yep. me out yeah that's where i was going with it so you know i yeah it's just i feel like this could have been something actually really interesting and now it's like two things that are kind of there and it's it's a little disappointing but still also, weirdly refreshing i remember the glee concert being like such a hot ticket 
when I was like around that age and I didn't go because I just like, I hate concerts. I get very overstimulated with the noise and stuff, but this film kind of made me happy that I didn't go because I was like, damn, like the production value of this concert, like fucking sucks. And the song choices were like, not great. Like I would not yeah. have been happy as a fan showing up at that concert, which I yeah. love. Well, bottom think- girls made the cut. Mm. Well, if you like, think about dance. If you think about, well, they have to get the rights to all their songs again for live performance. Oh, that is it's true. like, <laughs> that's what they had. That's what they're like. Cause <laughs> I don't know. Britney Spears is like, uh, well, her conservators were like, okay, you can only have this one song and then you have well, to pay us a bajillion like the dollars. Iconic one from. Yeah. And then, the performance was the best one there. And then, like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, so he did like a Neil Puck did like a Neil Diamond song before. I'm just trying to think of all these different songs, but also they have Lauren Sices there. Lauren's so they're probably. There. Cause she didn't oh do gosh. anything except for jump around during. I recognize her, girls. but I completely forgot her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, she they disappeared. They didn't do any of the Justin Bieber experience. True. Yep. Also, lucky poor Sam and Quint having to get up on that stage and sing that song. So you could boring. Just, it was to just watch. It was so boring. Like, yeah, it was so it was. bad. I also like kind of to your point about like how like concerts can be really overstimulating. Imagine like being in just like a regular concert and how like crazy that can be, but like a Glee concert at the peak, I wouldn't be able to handle that either. Cause like, yeah. that's yeah. so many like very intense people. An important question though, yes. which is if you had gone in 2010, what would your Glee concert outfit have been? I probably would have had a Cheerios jacket, TBH. I would have like worn that. the use Google Maps Ryan shirts that we designed. <laughs> also, never let us know if we should sell merch. Um, <laughs> Maybe during the last season, we'll just have a big merch rush. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I would have worn a green T-shirt, knowing what my fashion sense was. I would have worn a bright green, not a polo, but polo brand V-neck T-shirt with the one pair of American Eagle jeans that I had that I really <laughs> loved and had like distressed rips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And red sneakers. Cause that's, those are my iconic shoes in high school. Yeah. Um, probably jeans and something black. You want to dress up? Something <laughs> black that was pretty. No, I mean, like, I would have dressed up in, like, Glee costume. Like, I would have gone to Michael's and I would have gotten a white shirt. Oh, no, I would have done the born this way. I would have written a word, but I wouldn't have been too lazy to print it. So I would have gotten, like, a Sharpie. We're assuming that would have written, like, big nose. And that was it. And I decided to go. Yeah. (laughs) I could have gone with my friend Kyle, who is my Glee godfather. Um, and you know it just didn't happen and i think it was for a a reason that god or whatever being does has not shown me yet uh but you know so you could experience it for the first time i'm adding that to the the hannah narrative you know how i i've (laughs) spoken before how i have my own invented narrative for hannah's life pivotal moment not going to glee not going to the glee concert see if I was going to cosplay as someone from Glee now, though, very specifically, Quinn's punk face. 
Yeah, I mean, I would do that in my everyday. That. I think. <laughs> oh, so did the- Diana have that haircut, but without the like pink color? I in think this? so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It had season three, right? Season yeah. feathers in her hair, which maybe was like some sort of weird callback. But she had like the super short hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I I did see a TikTok where you know like it's like a one of those parties where it's like I'm Dwight and I think Pam's getting drunk tonight you know like one of those they did a Glee one and it was punk the person was punk Quinn but there are also multiple Wills and Emmas and I'm like bad taste yeah um so kind of going back to the weird like documentary part where they're talking to the fans like in the early part of the movie everyone's like i love this character i love that character two characters that really stood out to me puck and Artie, because even back then they were not good yes they were they had like fans the Artie fans made an interesting point that like he's a nerdy type that's been cast in a completely different light in sort of a he's really talented he's actually kind of cool because he can secretly dance because he's not actually disabled (laughs) but like they had like a really interesting point that like we're seeing someone who's kind of nerdy and that kind of outsider especially also being a disabled person being represented like they attach to that um don't remember what anyone said about puck can't imagine he was confident I love Puck. Ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so that was uh There was a lot of talk about like, you know, like we're, we're all nerds and like Glee is a show about the nerds. And it, it just makes me think of how Hollywood nerd it is because all these people are conventionally attractive. Conventionally there's, attractive. Yeah. There's... There's one plus size person. I get like two if you count Mercedes, but like she's just, that's like her body type. You know, yeah. you know, like it's... They're all like super thin and hot for the most part. Um, that was and- actually one of the things that I liked the least is when they interviewed all of the boys because they were boys um, about which what their favorite characters were. And then they listed off Santana Quinn. because she's hot. Quinn, Quinn because she's, she's hot. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, really? And I was like, really? how many of you were saying that because you were trying to hide the fact that you were gay? Because you were at the Glee concert. <laughs> just saying. I mean, <laughs> yeah, evidence is there. It was just really strange them saying those two names. But I mean, I guess like they were probably younger. And this was like we said, peak Glee. So people kind of had their rose colored glasses on, I think. Well, that also, and- I mean, they probably interviewed hundreds of people yeah yeah you know everyone else was just screaming these are the only people who actually like spoke words (laughs) yeah well i i also think you know like all high school media but especially glee sometimes people are thinking of the archetypes more than Mm -hmm. like the textual things that that character has done so they think puck is the is the bad boy so they think of the archetype more than like Mm -hmm. you know the person that sexually assaulted quinn you know right you know, they're thinking of the nerd, not the person uh, that calls all his girlfriends wom- woman, you know? Yeah. This was also before Artie started nagging girls pretty hard in the show. Mm. Like, see, it's kind I, of like season three that he starts being, like, kind of a real it's, dick. It's two. It's, it's, yeah. he's Tina. He starts nagging Tina. Oh. Also, no one true, said true. Tina, and I was like, wow. This yeah. Tina slander. She was, slander. In the movie. She was, she was not very... in there. Literally, they gave so Mike Chang got 
actually lines in the movie Tina didn't say yep. anything. She didn't say mm-hmm. anything. And Mike she was got, never like, multiple featured. moments, which like yeah. as he should, because Harry can dance really well. But like Tina got nothing. Apparently, she at the concert she sang True Colors, but it but was cut didn't. from the movie. Well, I mean, it's not like an exciting number. They did sit in front of a Windows media yep, player yep. screen. <laughs> that is true. In the show, <laughs> and that was the budget they had then. So, um, so okay. But I wrote this down. I guess when it already got three numbers. Tina P-Y-T, got none. She did her part in Born this, this Way. way. But so that's Ari it. had PYT, he had Safety Dance, and he had uh, New York. Yeah. So he had three features. You know, that's almost like as many as Rachel. So Rachel had, don't, so Rachel had more, but like Rachel only had like two solos, which fine like she didn't need more but like the I fact felt that like Artie got almost so as much, much <laughs> yeah but Artie yeah. got like almost as much and I'm like he's when they list the cast in the credits he's first who probably alphabetical hmm. Diana Agron's no. first because no. it is alphabetical alphabetical I don't know because I I saw maybe I missed Diana but I saw Artie Rachel Fenn and I'm like that would be in, like, crazy. in the slushy credits? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, and I saw like, Diana Agron first. What demon did Kevin McHale make a pact with? <laughs> That's so and weird. why did he Kevin... waste it on the Glancert movie? <laughs> well, actually, it's interesting That's because strange. he did get a lot of the interview time. Yeah. Has yeah. It been Quinn wasn't interviewed like, at all. Quinn wasn't? Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. Finn wasn't. Tina wasn't. Yeah, neither of them were. Male lead. Uh, Rachel only said, Leah Michelle only said dialogue to Riot. She was seen in other scenes. Oh my God. The Leah Michelle getting ready thing that the movie opens with when I did not realize they were in character and I thought that was just Leah Michelle. (laughs) I did too. I was terrified. like, she's it was so, so Rachel. Yeah. I would have like thought I walked into a horror movie. That pop- <laughs> like, it was just like the way it was filmed, the way she was looking at me. Like I thought she was going to eat my soul. <laughs> so scary. She thought, um, Kevin McHale's bit was pretty funny. He was wearing a wig and I was like, whose wig is that? And why is it there? Well, he and why is he the wearing beginning, And then halfway right. through he was. And I was he, like, is that supposed to be a Mike Chang wig? I thought no. That's why I was I, like, it's it's who's... when they did that weird Michael Jackson song together. Mm. Well, wasn't it like because isn't that the wig he wore like when Tina hits her head? Me? Everyone's different people. No, but Artie's uh Artie Santana. Oh. You know, I don't they understand. irrelevant, but they should have let that fit last longer in that episode. <laughs> it's the they best sh- thing they ever did. <laughs> they should have done a song from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Featuring Matt, who had spider eggs in his ears. Yes. The, the <laughs> I don't even think that musical existed yet, but I agree. <laughs> oh, did it? I don't know. I feel like that was um, in like a 2012 situation. <laughs> this j- just just predates that. Um, so speaking of the 3D elements, um, there are like fireworks that happen later on in the movie. Those definitely were meant to be in 3D. When the names come up as like the... Um, uh, the the real people, I guess I'm going to call them. Um, those I think were meant to be in 3D because they kind of come out of like the front. Um, and then the slushy credit sequence. That's it. That's all the 3D I saw. I couldn't. I'd imagine was some not of even the like, people like, were. 
Yeah, yeah. to like differentiate. That. If yeah. you're if you're looking at this and you think, okay, so I just watched uh, Jurassic World Dominion in 3D, and I forgot like how weird it was. I hate 3D stuff. It's just really weird. But like, I'm thinking watching a concert like that, and you're seeing them like separated in layers from like the stage, uh-huh. and then like the real people in their real lives, like uh-huh. seeing her dancing, that girl dance at prom in like 3d i would not be into that that was just so strange but this was the era when like every single movie was when you couldn't get into a showing that wasn't i think jonas brothers did a concert right (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that was 3d one direction Direction. just because stereo exists doesn't mean you have to put it in stereo (laughs) all right so let's kind of just go through the the order of the show. We've been going all over the place, but um, yeah. So my first note is: Was Janae homophobic? Um, here's what I mean by that: There was a lot of oh, Janae's the girl that won prom princess. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there was spoiler alert for the Glancer, um, the Glancer movie in uh, the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. So. There's a lot of like I used to think of people differently and like Glee really changed that. Like we talked about. So there's a lot of like I used to be, I was like, I'm hearing I used to be homophobic and yes. I watched Glee. Which you know, good for them. I'm not shading yeah. these children for being, but it I was also like, hmm, there's a lot of homophobia coding. There's a lot of <laughs> Yeah, it's like um it's the it's the subtext yeah but yeah. at the same time like a like a midwestern kid yeah. in that time wouldn't have known anyone who was gay until they saw kurt on screen so they would have heard of it as like a perversion people talked about right yes as yeah. like i mean oh. that they that they know of they probably actually right. knew a lot of people who yeah <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> um so my next note, okay, they do Don't Stop Believing. I That's thought they were going to close with this, but this is how I did open. too. And I was like, yeah. okay, oh, yeah. And then, so when they first come on the screen, that's when they're like, their names spin up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's when I was like, oh, they're in character, but then things happen. I was like, oh, they're not. And I'm like, oh, they are. <laughs> what? I'm confused. And I think Sam that's, and Blaine yeah. come out for Don't Stop Believing too. Yes, I think I'm looking at a screenshot at this very moment. And they're all in blue, (laughs) not McKinley Red. mm, Okay. Well, they're Democrats. This, (laughs) starting with them all in cheap ass blue polos with just like a fucking curtain, but like it looks so cheap. It looks so high school choir performance. Yeah. It looks awful. There's so many like bell bottoms in what was like decidedly a skinny jeans era. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why they styled them this way. <laughs> like, actual 85 year old like, woman. <laughs> what 85 year old woman? Kind of bell bottomy. Um, like, I want to sue the costume designer of this movie <laughs> on their behalf. Like, I feel so awful for these children. But just like grown adults, <laughs> yeah, no, they're actually adults. <laughs> he's supposed to, these people playing children, yes. But just like, oh my, like I would have been so pissed because it's like, where's the budget? Where are the costumes? Where's the spectacle? Where's the performance? Is that supposed to this? like reference like when they first did this number? They were just in jeans and t-shirts, I think. Like, yeah, then that... put them in red t-shirts. Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm like, yeah. is that supposed to be like an homage? Like, it's very like toned down, but also like it's not sending the signals I need. It was 
It kind of looked like they worked at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and this to me is like, okay, because like Colin said how he would glee boot this and it's probably a better idea than my idea. I would glee boot this like it's like a fucking Ariana Grande Taylor Swift concert. Like I would do like full like spews of fire all over the stage. Everyone's in like crazy elaborate outfits. We're acting like they're like rock stars. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do it. And this opening does not at all treat it in this way. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, well, the, I mean, the actual show is like a weird medium between the, our two concepts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it yeah. just doesn't work. I also will say, because I'm going to talk a lot about the fashion, I'm judging this all based on what was fashionable in 2010, 2011. Because mm-hmm. I think that's important. What my piece. issue with a lot of this stuff is, is that for 2020, 2011, it looks like shit. Like, it looks like they didn't yeah. dress up. It looks like they just, like, you know, we're going to school on an average Tuesday when, like, they're at a concert. Performing so at a concert, nonetheless. And I will say yeah. that this group number, at least there is some level of cohesion because as it gets further down, it goes so <gasps> off the rails. There's a watermelon-looking outfit. I can't. I like the watermelon outfit. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like against it, but it was striking and mm-hmm. not necessarily in a positive way. I think I feel very <laughs> neutral about it because yeah. I just, I just kept thinking it was like, she looks like a watermelon, but she, she yes. looks great, but she also looks like a watermelon. Like, One thing with that is that like, that is peak 2011 dressing up to go out fashion. So I'm like, right. Quality. This is not peak 2011. Even in 2011, I would have been like, they look bad. <laughs> but you know what? No, you cannot accuse me of cultural appropriation in this moment because this is white culture. The song Don't Stop Believing." You know? <laughs> yes. Journey Who. Glee owns yeah. this song. Glee made this song significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, good on them. Like, I know everyone in the cast hates the song because I had to do it so many times. I know they've I done it. it so many times in the show. Like, I get it's like it. when you're in a musical, if you're in Beauty and the Beast, you hate the song Bell because you had to rehearse it 500 times. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in Annie. I hate every sound that show made because it's not good. But like, the, <laughs> uh, like, so I get it, but like, that is iconic. I just, I do want to say that. I just want to like point out that this is one of the better moments of having a terrible memory because I was in Annie and it like, it's not a good show, but I also don't hate anything about it because I fucking forgot. <laughs> yeah. I like most never of the, got most, to be in Annie and I'm furious about most it. Of the, most of that show is 1930s and 40s political humor. And it works. Actually, I think that's why it's funnier. <laughs> no, I'm you like, you just have to David. know if you know what was going on in the 30s and you look at it like that, then you're you're in the loop. But if you don't, then it's terrible. I have never seen Annie. Even Thank the movies? Oh, even the movies, not even the Covenjane yeah. Wallace one. I was a tiny child with enormously curly very red orange hair who starred in all of my school musicals when i was in elementary school and we never fucking did annie and it haunts me to this day because it was the biggest missed opportunity (laughs) i oh oh, i'm so like i'm like i was stupid like Lori in oklahoma and i'm like come on like i'm about to age out of being cute enough to do this and then i aged out of it and it never happened and then they did it the next year oh my god i would have died (laughs) with a blonde (laughs) with straight hair if they had put an annie in a wig at any point while i was still in that school district i would have rioted but it never happened all right uh then they do uh they do 
I just want to point out, so, you know, a current, a theme on this podcast is the fact that I have a good memory. Um, uh, I do would like to point out that I have a good me- memory for narrative. Right. I had to take notes because I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> like, if you ask me, Colin, what was the order of the song? I'd be like, ah. Did they do New York no next? No, they sing. didn't sing. One of my favorites. They did One sing of my second? Favorites. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it it was a bop. Yeah, I do. I love their performance of sing, but I was it was another one where I was just like, it feels like you did more with this on the show. And I kind of want you to like elevate the presentation. Yeah, because on the show, at least they were all in like their campy vibes and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I legitimately have no idea what this song is. Well, there's a great line about corporations because it's like an anti-capitalist song and we're watching peak capitalist content. (laughs) Yeah, the irony. Um, But also, so... This is where I started paying attention to the flashing screen that just had the word sing. <laughs> and boy, does that statement change as the songs go on. Can't wait to talk about the Britney Spears number. I, that flashing screen. So one of the last concerts that I went to was I lived in Cleveland and one of my friends worked for the music publication in Cleveland and she got free tickets to a chain smokers concert. And she couldn't, and she had to go to review it and she couldn't win. I know they work for alt alt press. No, she worked for Uh um, cleveland.com. Okay. Yeah. But she couldn't get anyone to come with her. And she was like, do you want to come to this chain smokers concert with me on a Tuesday night in Cleveland? And I went and it was like maybe 20% sold. Like it was like empty in this like large room and their whole set was that it was just them standing in front of a screen with like words flashing behind them and then them just like pressing a button on a dj thing and it playing music and them being like aren't we real musicians like they literally said like multiple times like what do people always say we're not real musicians look at this press a button and something plays and then something behind them flashes up and it would say like friend zone and like with a big like x over it this is like a real thing and so i was very scarred seeing that thing come up because i was like yeek where where was this like what venue i think we were in cleveland at the same time high school but it was downtown it was the only time i ever went there but it was one of the like bigger concert venues right that's so funny and then my friend gave (gasps) him a bad review like she gave him a pretty like fair review and then they read it on twitter and then commented and were like oh my god like at least if you're gonna review us badly have like proper grammar and i read it and i was like your grammar's perfect there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> they're, 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 they're not even they're real spellers. No mm-hmm. Well, okay, the thing about the chain smokers is that there are songs of theirs that I like, but I Same. can't imagine any reason to see them in concert. <laughs> can't think of a single song by them. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, it was the way that they acted in the concert is what really turned me off. Because I'm like, if you just yeah. acknowledge, like, we just make like catchy little tunes that don't mean anything. But they were like, they kept on being like, we're so talented. Tell us we're talented. Admit that we're talented. <laughs> Which is funny because when I saw Bastille, it was actually like a small venue. It was packed. It was right after their Bad Blood album, which was like the peak of Bastille's, you mm-hmm. know, but like it was not a huge venue and they probably could have sold out a bigger venue, but it was like small and it was like a really fun concert and it had simple but like cool effects. Yeah. yeah. As was I don't think I, the words behind someone is bad. It was just a personal ace yeah. experience. <laughs> Katy Perry had the best showmanship, I think, of a concert I've seen. I that was not TD Garden was not sold out. But it was the Witness tour. Right. Who likes so any music sh- on Witness? Can't name a single song. Rhythm. 
I remember one that the music video was Marie Antoinette and Joan of Arc. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's just like marketed to the demographic of singularly me. But the song was like, who loves Katy Perry, Joan of Arc, and Marie Antoinette? Helen. Helen. I went to a Kaleo concert. Wait, Hannah, did you go to that with me? Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was good. They're talented. Yeah, they're very talented. Didn't you guys see Superfruit too? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we took Britney. Mm-hmm. Love them. I haven't listened to their music in a while, but uh, okay. Then they do New York State of Mind, uh, which they come out in like blue jackets. I did right? mind what? the blue jackets. Why is yeah, blue? Blue's not their color, right? That is true. Like, because all the slushies and stuff are red usually, but then in like here, they were suddenly blue slushies. And I'm like, isn't it like red? Red's McKinley's color. Yeah, it's just, so confusing. Maybe Blue just plays better on stage. That actually know. might maybe. be it. Yeah. yeah. That actually could be it. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, but shout out to Finn getting the line. Shout out to my Dominicanos. Yes. <laughs> Cringe. Uh, and then I wrote Blaine comes out. Okay, maybe Blaine Blaine was not in Don't Stop Believing, but he was in New York City of Mind. Sam is in Don't Stop Believing. I yes. don't see Blaine in this picture that I have. No. Oh, he um, wasn't? Because he yeah. wouldn't have been on the show. But neither was Sam. But Right. I, yeah, I but Blaine not, is like, in New York State of Mind. Yes. I did not pay attention to who it's, was in which song. There are some interesting narratives when it comes to counting the people. My next note, I have this note multiple times. Glesbians. Glee. Yes. Lesbians. Um, this is the lesbian blogger community <laughs> they were talking about later in the show. <laughs> yes. Really, though. There's this woman. I don't remember her name, even though she was like one of the three fans we followed. She had red hair and she I was, don't she has Asperger's. And so she has a lot of social anxiety and she really connected to the character of Brittany. You know, I wonder how she felt about Sugar Mata. <laughs> Yeah, actually, no, that is a question I would like this person to come forward and answer if they feel comfortable. I was like, um, if we had watched this. Anyone, actually, who is on the spectrum, like, I wonder how how they feel about... Do they establish that sugar is on the spectrum? I don't no, remember she's this. undiagnosed, Self, or self-diagnosed. Self-diagnosed Asperger's. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, so it's just curious, it's like, oh, someone who, like, actually has Asperger's, like, what do you think of that, like... I don't know how to take that. I w- it is one of the things where it made me wish I had watched this more in advance, which so I could have like contacted everyone who was in the movie and be like, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, weigh in. <laughs> did you, I am curious. Like, did do you, you like, make put it to that in your Master? Instagram bio? Like, I was <laughs> in the Glee concert movie. Like, I don't get that. Because do people still look you up? Like, yeah. I've been have watching to. old seasons of Keeping Up with Kardashians and like I am still looking the people up who they interact <laughs> with. Like I'm curious. <laughs> so that's gotta happen here too. Um, but yeah, this person had a really interesting story of like I don't remember when Her in dad the, died. I don't remember when the episode it is, but they were basically like, I have like really bad social anxiety and like being at a concert would make me nervous. And then yeah. like you see them at the concert, it's kind of just like this the small sort of moment where it's just like, oh, like this, this person was so affected by the show that like they're coming out of their comfort zone and stuff like that, which is cool. It's, it's cool that they have these moments. It's just, it doesn't fit in this yeah. content. Yeah. And, that's and like, there's like no story. There, there. is so much to, I mean, there's a little that. bit. Cause like, even like, okay, Glee did a lot of representation, but like 
lesbian representation especially had just like not existed right on yeah. television like it was like so so rare and like, like obviously Glee mm-hmm. didn't they, even really want to do they had it the like L- the yeah. fans were like yeah. no you're gonna do it yeah and but then I mean and they did and they did commit to it like they do have this like very long-standing relationship and so it's cool to see that and I wish they had just either leaned into that or not put it in because it needed to be one of the two because as it was it was just like this annoying heartwarming thing is taking me away from these weird skits that these people are doing. <laughs> yeah. She was just talking about how much she loved Brittany and how it helped her find community, like the online community. And so they're playing yeah. like games and stuff. And it was this group of women or, you know, people that may be perceived as women um, that were, it was, it was, it was like the lesbian blogger community. Like that was kind of <laughs> yeah. the vibe, but it was very interesting because they even mentioned how like she had, she was like, I was crying and this person who she's watching Brittany on screen with, you know, listened to me and, you know, was there for me, but they never mm-hmm. textually call this person, their girlfriend or their partner. Right. They never yeah. say they're lesbian. And there is a character who is said to be a character, a real person they interview um, who is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting that uh, queer relationships were never textually. Right. To the point they, where it seemed like a choice. Because they have. Oh, I'm sure that it. I do also wonder if that was their choice or if that was a network choice. True. Yeah. I mean, it was somebody's choice. Yeah, it was definitely somebody's somebody choice, made that. Choice. I can maybe give Ryan Murphy the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Murphy probably would. Like, we watched Lee, he would say they're gay. You know, like. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, but we did see a lot of people who were just like wearing like the Lebanese shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like one, maybe one or two sets of, of women who had them. And then I was like, okay, but are you Lebanese together? Well, no, there was like a <laughs> pair of women who both had them. And then like it said like, and they also were like, and it says, I love softball. Like they were telling us what yeah, yeah. they wanted to tell us. <laughs> um, but that one was clear to me. And then they sing uh, slave, Britney sings slave for you. And that's Iconic. where they're flashing the word slave on the light screen. Oh my God. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I saw that. At, well, they were doing Britney and then it would flash to slave. I was like, oh boy, this is wow. Which, you know, could lead to a discussion about that song. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. And the concepts of the song, especially because the everyone looks at me like I'm just a little girl or ready to step into this world. And like the whole like sexualization of this young girl that was very mm-hmm. pivotal in the Britney Spears moment. Um, that yeah. led to so much happening to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I've said it before, I'll say it again, we are all the cringe OCs and God's fan fiction and Britney Spears is the main character for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it also made me think just like this wasn't a Britney Spears concert. So like going to a Britney Spears concert, you would expect these kinds of outfits and songs. Right. But parents taking their younger children to see this. And I'm like, Oh, that must've been a really awkward situation. I was so distracted by Britney's attire. Yeah. Apparel. I was like, she that's exactly what she wore when they did it on the the show. show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about like live yeah. For me, because I was like, this is the first number that gave like any level of production value that I wanted it to yeah. give. And I think that's mostly just because of like Heather's talent as a dancer. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't, Lee choreo like doesn't work great, in this setting, and hers does. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a it was a great performance. But then once I was like in the mindset of this is actually Glee, and these are the characters as they're portrayed. Yeah, she's was sixteen like, years old. Yeah. Well, she's so unconvincing as 16 though <laughs> yeah right yeah. and i think half of the issue here is that like you actually see the audience mm-hmm. you know you see the audience watching her when it's a tv show it's just you and the tv and you don't have anyone else that also, she has you a know is seen like so yeah. much more covered the number she when she did that number yeah. in the show it was a dream sequence so there wasn't anyone watching her yeah, it was yeah. Exactly. it's like this weird so weird. sort of thing and then like it, i think during this i think during her performance they they flash they sometimes flash to the audience and do like reaction shots and they flash to like a middle-aged father and i was like why (laughs) some of the audience reactions are so funny like watching the like there was this one mom during don't rain on my parade and she like did the thing i was like yeah (laughs) and she had like a bow tie over a shirt now i'm good in the audience outfits too um you know it it gives me the vibes of my high school my local high school i was in like middle school they did high school musical and when me and my sister saw it people were like standing in their seats and like singing and dancing along. Like people were like, now we're going to go home and watch the second one. It was like yeah. an event. So like, this was like that on a mass scale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This number slapped though. It was still really good. It was. She's amazing. Yeah. And it was kind of fun to be like, oh my gosh, just like a couple years ago, she was a backup dancer and now she's doing like her own number like by yeah. herself with her own backup dancers. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. I also just like, I think that there are types of talent that work well on TV. And then there are types of talent that work well in a stage show. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they don't overlap and they shouldn't because in TV, you need to work well in a close up and everything. Right. And you're seeing like, you know, like Heather's and Harry's talents and like, even like Leah's talents translate very well to this type of thing. And some of the other people's don't. Yeah, so it was cool to like get a number where like one of those got to fully shine. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little confused that they were flashing Britney spelled like Britney Spears instead of Britney spelled like Britney Britney Spears. Spears. Yeah. That was a little confusing. Um, you think that was just continuity of who is who makes maybe sense. they were like no no no. britney spears spells her name b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y totally this britney from glee spells it b-r-i-t-n-e-y for sure no britney spears calls it b-r-i-t-n-e-y yeah but i'm saying they got it mixed up they're like no no, no britney from glee oh, yeah, they spell it like i this. was like listen do you not follow her on instagram because it's clearly like many times a day but yeah um, so yeah it just felt really weird the and I didn't even think about the fact that like we're watching Brittany S. Pierce, the character who is canonically at this stage probably 16 years old. That is true. And that's crazy. Yeah, and that also is at 16 where... years old, they should not be touring the international world in this stage show. Where are the parents? Exactly. Where are the guardians? Where's, Where's the schooling? Are they out of school right now? Because even if it was summer, they'd still need to be doing mandatory schooling hours. I think Brittany was raised by her cat. That's true. Lord they Tubbing raised though. each other. Yeah, Lord <laughs> Tubbington and Brittany together forever. Mm-hmm. And Lady uh, Tubbington is now helping out. 
That could yes. literally, like, slight alterations could be a Brothers Grimm story. Like, her girl raised by her cat. <laughs> like, li- like, I'm not like, that could be could be one. It probably is. <laughs> and we just haven't found it yet. Um. So then they do Fat Bottom Girls. They talk about how hot Puck is and his mohawk's a handle. Didn't like that he was walking through a crowd of children. So. Yep. Yeah. And then... And also just, like, the way that the crowd screeched when exercise bikes came out was like this is the production value you're looking at like is like holy shit people on exercise bikes what also think about okay if you're not in the pit you're like up in the nosebleeds i don't know what they're on until you see it on the big screen and it's like true this is not exciting this is so boring adding the layer of there's like adult women in high school cheerleader outfits on them yeah. Yeah. Um, Who weren't even riding at any point, I think. No. We were just like, <laughs> those are not the bikes that Freddie Mercury was was referencing. So, so yeah, he yeah, that start- was a creepy song just in hindsight yeah, for him to do I was as well. Hearing it and I was like, um, so did that nanny sexually assault the boy? Mm, I mm. mean, mm, you know. It's uh, you know, um next. <laughs> 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 and then so they have like Mike dancing around in a corner and then Puck's in the crowd Sam is on his there. guitar. Sam yeah. is there and I'm like, what are we playing guitar? Any of them were playing guitar or were no. they just I think they were just strumming, yeah. right? Cord might have been, because I know he plays the guitar. Well, yeah, so does Mark Salik. So did okay. Mark Salik. Maybe but they were fun. I don't know because I barely even believe that Corey was drumming. I think they showed us him drumming for like one shot and they put the sound on and the rest was someone else and his sound was off. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times like they're probably lip syncing because they're not all of them are stage people. Like most of them aren't. Um, Yeah, I just have a hard time believing that they would be doing it, but. But you know what yeah. a waste of Cordover Street. You're gonna put not gonna do Justin Bieber experience, but you're gonna put him in fat bottom girls. And yeah. you'll get more to lucky, but boy. What a waste. Because I have seen him live. He's good. He great. Yeah. Glee didn't realize what they had. <laughs> because also, especially because as someone who survived season five, and I bet 90% of the people at these concerts haven't. Um, maybe well, okay, no maybe one had 80%. at this point. No, no one, yeah, none. <laughs> no, but like, I'm like, I, I didn't know what was coming to them. I had to watch Puppet Master. Um, but like, the like, he's at a certain point is almost like Darren Kristen Cordover Street are like carrying the show. Like, yeah, Leah Michelle isn't even that invested. Yeah, at a certain Mm-mm. point, the warbler section was like the most energetic, fun section of the yeah. thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. it stretches the belief of the tour and the storyline yeah. even further, because and like, even though it's like literally just Aaron, Chris, and then like some extras who I was like, I recognize that extra, <laughs> yeah, blonde warbler, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, blonde warbler is very recognizable. Like, and I was like, good choice on the hair. There was a part where they were apparently asked the the real life people who their favorite warbler is i was like do they have names i think it's just blaine and then yeah. there's blaine, kurt. kurt and then grant gustin grant yeah there's right. sebastian, sebastian. Is that sebastian. His name? i was so like this no was before season sebastian. three so there's no yeah. sebastian oh. i would have been like telly lung who will go on to be aladdin on broadway 
<laughs> and they'll be like, okay, well, that guy was weird. Uh, <laughs> I mentally, when we were watching that season, was like, oh, hot warbler. There you go. Um, I like that in this, you see the future. So you at this place yes. with me. That's why I'm saying, like the person who's like who's like interviewing, they're like, okay, that was weird. And it's like what Colin goes back in time to do. (laughs) Ten months later, that I do my time travel for. Uh, To give the people the props that they deserve, like, excuse me, this warbler has a real name, and he will do things. Um, and then I said, oh no, Lauren is in this. This is what you give to Sam. That was my response to Fat Bottom Girls. And then yeah. Mike and Cheerleaders. And yeah. then my next note is, is that Ryan, because they're talk, he's talking to Rachel. He says, Barbara's coming to show you, to hear you sing. And I'm like, okay, there's no way. Also, <laughs> why would you put this to Rachel? That's like horrible. That was the moment where I realized that they were playing their characters. It took me up to that point to realize yeah. that. Um, but then I was like, I don't think Leah Michelle, like, I think Lee, I don't think that's how Leah Michelle would react if Barbara Streisand was coming. No, I, I don't know. Well, I she mean, who knows? Just, she's just like, I, do I believe knew she would come. Yeah. It was a little too psychotic for how I think that a real person would react. Yeah. yeah. It, but it was also, you know, and this isn't. You know, I was thinking, you know, maybe Lee Michelle is my favorite illiterate racist, but because um, I mean, I think she's, there's not many to choose from that I can name. Yeah, that have yeah, any that redeemable. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so she's. I don't fault her for this because just because you're an actor doesn't mean you have to be a good improviser, especially when you're also like an a talented a talented singer. Like mm-hmm. you know, like. But you couldn't tell she like you could literally see her thinking, okay, what would Rachel do? Um, Rachel would do that, you know, like yeah. it wasn't great, and that's fine because usually she's acting with a script, you know, and she plays like with I'm the never script gonna... that's read out loud to her. So <laughs> that's she can out loud to her. <laughs> yeah, but I'm never gonna fault Leah Michelle for her portrayal of Rachel for the most part. I think she plays the character. She plays very... herself. She plays herself, but especially early on, early on, she was a lot quirkier. Yeah, um, and she played it well. We believed it but I didn't really believe it in this. No, I think it's because that part of me kept fighting, like the disbelief of like, these children would not be doing a concert series. These are the actors. Like I just, I couldn't buy into that. So I just, it just kept competing. Yeah. Cause you could have yeah. had the actors talking about how they loved performing this song and what the song meant to what them. What the character, what playing that character means mm-hmm. to them. I would have rather yeah. watched that for an hour and 20 and minutes. And this is also like, yeah. this is pre like Instagram. This is pre like having a lot of access to celebrities lives. Mm-hmm. So like what I'm looking for as a fan of the show is it's like, I don't access. care if it's manufactured, if it's fake, what mm-hmm. I want is that is the actors. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want Paley fest. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lily Reinhardt was so lovely. Um, <laughs> so they, she sings. I wrote old Rachel because this is a throwback to the to what Rachel used to be uh, before being traumatized by Kate Hudson and uh, <laughs> and shaming a sex worker boyfriend. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, she sings "Don't Rain on My Parade," classic Rachel, peak Rachel. Uh, the, he, that mom that was super into it, I noticed her yeah. too. She was like giving it up to God. She was feeling it. 
This is peak. Like this to me was an acceptable outfit because this was 2011 high fashion. This is what I expected them to wear. Right. Like, I think it's hideous now, but uh, like at the time I would have been like, yeah. Right. That makes but, sense. Like, totally. Now I look at her wearing like sparkly flats and I'm like, I want to die. But at the time, <laughs> like that was, this is a good outfit. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious that they, when they bring out everyone from the cast for no reason to stand behind her and cheer at the end, which I'm like, did Leah and Michelle ask for that? Like, what did we put that in for? Did they, they miss their are, cue? I because don't know. she says, march my band out. And then like, six bars go by and then they run up and i was like you guys are Maybe a they were there but it was like and then they're all dressed like they're going to a different event and that is my problem with the rest of this special is that every single song the group shows up in it's like some of them are going to the gym and some are going to school and some yeah. are going to work and some are going to prom and it doesn't make any sense like it looks insane like britney's there in this like weird like roller skating gym like 80s fitness outfit that she never wears for any like prominent number it's just strange yeah and jarring yeah but it happens and leah's good it's just i don't quite know what's happening with the clothes and it distracts me you know i was also thinking about how like i'm like this is the culture that would evolve into pride months like pride was obviously a thing then, but it was not what it is now. This was right. corporate. This was rainbow capitalism before yeah. rainbow capitalism. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like this culture, this pop, like obsession, like you know, would go on to form. Like it gave me pride vibes. Pride mm. month is almost over. Well, It'll be over when you hear this. But such an interesting idea. Not really an idea. I don't know. It's not. It's not one of my favorite, actually, not that I thought of it, but this entire country is based on capitalism. So literally any sort of representation in the media is going to be based on capitalism. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. any script needs to be sold to be made. For the most yep. Part. Yeah. So and that's don't a lot of likely it. is the way it is, is yeah. to yep. make it palatable to a wider audience. So it sells to more people. Yeah. Great. And suddenly the Glee Boot cast realizes that capitalism controls everything. Did we just suddenly realize a re-realization? <laughs> we figured out how to state it in a sentence, which is mm-hmm. a different thing. Yeah. Um I'm just saying, if we're allegedly this Christian nation, I do expect to go back to pre-capitalist feudal times because those were officially Christian nations. So, oh, Lord. Uh, where I do get to watch the monarchs eat as a public event because that was a thing. And if I'm married to a fisherman, I can yell at the most prominent woman in society about why she hasn't conceived an heir yet. So, I'm this excited. is bad for me. I'm considering becoming pagan. Bad for me. Yeah. Well. Um. Uh, I also have fairy blood, so I do expect to be invited to all events or I will curse a baby. Uh, <laughs> curse a baby. I will fun. curse I a baby. I don't make the rules. It's just how it goes. <laughs> so, okay. Artie sings uh, PYT uh, with Mike dancing. My and note o- is, other people. My note is PYT. So two Artie numbers, but no Tina. <laughs> yep. And also, like, if you're going to pick a number from, like, Artie's oeuvre, that would not be the number I'd pick. 
I don't know. What would you pick instead? I would pick. Because I literally am like, I don't know. I don't I guess know, but works. I just feel like there were like, there were moments where like Kevin came on and I was like, you're kind of charming and fun. And that was not one of them for me personally. Well, the, I can't the, name them, it, but I know is, they exist. It's a weird song. Part of the reason yeah. I think they had so many RE performances is because Kevin is a good live performer and because yeah. he is charismatic. Yeah, Kevin's very talented. Like, and I don't blame Kevin for the fact that he plays a character in a wheelchair when he's right. not. I blame yeah. other people much higher up than him. Yeah, for like sure. when you're 20 and you're trying to make it an acting. Yeah, you're and take like what you get. if he said no to the part, some other able-bodied person would have taken it. Yep. Yeah. 100%. It wasn't like if he said no to the part, it would have gone to someone genuinely who should have been there. But yeah, he's talented. I do like him. I just didn't like that song very much. Um, my next note, lots of gay coding, lots of homophobia coding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those comments. And then, okay. Okay. My next note is what happened to Trenton and Brian? We find that out. So Trenton, um, is this guy, he said in eighth grade, he was writing in his journal about his crush on Brian. You know, yeah, they hope, really cliffhang that one. Yeah. And I hope it's Brian's real name. And I hope Brian hears about this and people give him shit for it. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Brian. Um, so also fuck the friend that gave Trenton's journal to yeah, Brian. Yeah, it was, his, it was Jeez, Trenton's yeah, best friend awful. at the time. That person is they not still cool. best friends? I don't think so. Oh, no. And no, th- you best know, friend at the time. That's very realistic for an eighth grade best friend. Right. Um, Everything with Trenton, I was like, don't tell this to the Glee people on camera. Like, don't don't deal with this in this way. Keep this to yourself. And they they so eventually we find out that he passes the notebook around and everyone reads it and makes fun of him. He ends up like switching schools and he does theater and that helps him. And Mm -hmm. seeing Kurt helps him. And he's like, you know, switch schools. I missed that part. Yeah. And he says he switched schools as a junior. Yeah. So eighth grade. So he went two years in that same school district with those same people. That must have been horrible. And he's like, you know, seeing Kurt really inspired me because he was out and he was proud and he was strong about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then Mercedes <laughs> ain't no way. And I don't like this outfit either. This outfit is very like. Isn't she just wearing jeans? Like something she would. Yeah. Like, she's like wearing she just jeans, stepped off of pink set. tank top, and like, you know, like a little like, like over top, like how we did at that time. But it's yeah, very layers. like casual going to the supermarket. It looks like, like she just stepped off the set from like it filming looks like a scene. Like it's like not even how her character dresses. Like her character dresses better and more fashionably. Her character than that. would have a necklace yeah, that says Foxy. Exactly. And that's something. <laughs> and that's what I want. I want something and it's giving us nothing. But her yeah, song well, that's is the good. thing is I didn't even feel like they were dressed that in character if they're supposed to be in mm-hmm. character. Like because yeah. like so Quinn is wearing a Quinn like dress but she didn't have her cross. Which I'm not saying like oh she needs to work, but like you know like those details are like at one point Lee Michelle's and like or Rachel's in like these pink little shorts. So the Leah Michelle like purple little like shorts hoodie combination yes. at the end. What was that? And it, it, it doesn't match anyone. It doesn't match anyone. Yeah. Like what was it? Looks that? Like she just came back from the gym. It looks like that episode where like Rachel does like the Sandy from Greece thing. Yeah. Like it does not look like Rachel. And then uh Finn comes out, he sings Jesse's girl. 
you know, good choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No Rachel undressing in the background. (laughs) I would love that detail. He he sounded way better live than he did on the show. I thought. I don't know if he was actually singing, though. Just like with the song, like he just like his voice sounded better to me. And like the song sounded like, I don't know, maybe he just was like getting energy from the crowd and just like his like mood was coming through. But I was like, oh, like I was just like more drawn to him than I had been at any point on the show. And I was kind of surprised by it. I think, I mean, because he's a very engaging performer and I think this is one of Finn's best songs that really works for his voice. And, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can tell he's not a performer in that like his, it it felt like watching 16 year old me do a performance. Mm. As his moves consist of being tall and awkward and walking (laughs) and like fist jumping, bumping. And then uh, going down and high-fiving. I love a like bend down, high-five the crowd move. That was literally, for that, and he did a lot of that. That was literally me. Like any performance, anytime if I had to perform, that's me when I do karaoke. That's me when I did that <laughs> lip sync routine Wait, for that you, beauty pageant. You actually like hit, like slap people's hands when you perform karaoke. Sometimes, yeah. You should. That is, I've never done karaoke, but I'm. Such Ever? an introvert. I've been at a party no, where I've you've been doing karaoke lessons. Oh, yeah. You invited me. I've done a bye 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 performance with you. And <laughs> oh, yes. I remember at Britney's, both of these involved Britney, at Britney's Halloween party, one of the parties you were dressed as Anastasia, different Anastasia outfit. You were singing oh, yeah. Journey to the Past with a Manny. That, was that karaoke? Wait. Wait, yeah. it was like you were doing the karaoke video. Wait, we on did YouTube. karaoke at Halloween. I mean, there was a lot going on at that party. There was. Yeah, that was I don't party, remember that. That was the party where people straight up who weren't invited came in because yeah. they were confused. Because <laughs> there was a party they, like they upstairs. Thought it, was, it was the party upstairs. Yep. They yeah, they hung out for a little bit and they're like, "I don't know any of these people," and then they left. <laughs> like, I all ca- right, bye. Iconic yep. party that provided one of my Tinder picks for a very long time. So, oh, funny. Um, so I have wow. some karaoke. There you go. <laughs> uh, clearly not a memorable experience. <laughs> it is a show for people who love karaoke and aren't very good at it. Because every time I go up to do karaoke, I like imagine it's like a Rachel Berry moment. Like that's the voice that like comes out of my mouth and everyone's like, holy shit. And it's not, but that's what I dream of. You know, it's like uh, my friend Tierney, who was on the first episode with Goop, always does uh, Valerie at karaoke. And I like, if I'm in the crowd, I will do the bop, 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 bops. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, exactly. That's just polite. Speaking of Valerie. Speaking of which, it is the next song. The next note is Finn is so tall and then Valerie. Um, my note for that is sapphic energy um, yes because there's like this she, they're in like these like 50s-ish outfits like the skirt mm-hmm. and then Brittany comes out and they're looking and there is there is sapphic tension yes you know they're acting the shit out of this and then Mike comes and some other dancers are doing the dance and she's that really safe is my favorite number like that was ever done on Glee Good I choice. think it's just like amazing and I loved this. I hated that they were wearing polo shirts with their very cute skirts, but like from far away it worked. But like, this was just like, it was good. Like, it's just like when you highlight, like just like the really, really talented people in that cast, which like all three of them are, it just like yeah. works. It's fun. It's good. It's great. Like 
Naya was given, everyone was given what they were supposed to. I wish that they didn't even put in other dancers. Like I wish it was just like Heather, Harry and Naya like doing their right. thing. Right. I like, would have preferred the show without any backup dancers and like just yeah. the cast. Because yeah. also if you think about it in the world of this show, those are students. Those mm-hmm. are other students. And yeah. uh, Rachel would not want them in Glee Club because they're more talented than her. And if they, so. that could be a oh. fun, that could be a fun. She said it. <laughs> that could be a fun narrative where they're like, what if the backup dancers like don't want to be there and they like slushy them or th- something, you know, that could be, yeah, could be fun. Um, okay. My next note is, okay, I need to know about that read photo shoot. Um, so Reed is the boy that asked Janae to prom. He looks like a very nice, normal, average teenage boy, like very cheerful and friendly. Right. He's just, they're like, he's a football player. She's a cheerleader. Could could I make it any more obvious? Um, (laughs) and so they're like, but this shoot where he's like doing football things. He's like, and like, I'm just trying to imagine like being like, okay, so you ask this girl to prom and they're like, okay, you're going to be in a Glee movie now. Um, we're going to interview you. And he's just kind of like, well, I thought she was cool. So I asked her to prom. Like he, he has the, the thought line of a teenage boy. Like, sure. Like I want to go to prom with her. She seems fun. You know, like very fun and, and innocent. kept on like talking about herself. Like she wasn't a person. And I was like, it's so sad to see like a lack of self-esteem in high school girls like play out in real time. I was like, yeah. you're like very conventionally attractive. You're like a cheerleader. Like you seem fun. You're funny. You seem smart. Like, yeah, she's a winning cheerleader. Like she's on like a yeah. winning team. Like, so she's very good at it. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Why yeah. would you want to go she's to prom like, with you? I can't believe I'm nominated for prom princess. And like, they have this whole thing. Like, it's so great of him to like, see her as a person and ask for prom. And I'm like, Okay, like in a way, yes, it is is a positive character trait that he is an empathetic boy and sees other human beings as human beings, despite whatever physical disabilities they have. Like good for him in that way. But like you also don't need to make him a hero. It's like bare minimum. Yeah. Like you don't need to turn him into some savior who saved her. Like he just thought and that's not how he thinks of himself. It seems like he's just like, oh, yeah, she seemed cool. She seemed cool. Let's go to prom. Like he didn't like. Do you know what it's just like hit me though? When you said, speaking of someone who sees them as a savior for seeing like underrepresented people as people, which is Mr. Schuster. Why wasn't he here? Mr. No Shisu, no shoe or Emma, but. But like Sue doesn't have a ton of songs, but like it's weird kind of. Yeah, where's Matthew their Morrison wasn't supervision? here. Well, it's because like, they know which adult supervision that the audience prefers, and it's definitely Goop. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's like I didn't even notice his absence until right now when I thought about it. And now I'm like, that's kind of weird that he wasn't I, there. I did make a note about it. I was like, it is interesting. Yeah, I noticed but, it, and I was also like, I don't care to see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so funny to think of how in season one it was like Will's show. Like they really wrote this. Yeah. This pilot was written about Will. This was gonna be Will's show. And by this after season two, they're doing a full-on concert tour and they know no one gives a shit about him. Yeah. No one wants to see him. In fact, the memes are probably already out there being like, he should be in jail. Like, he should be fired. People want to see Blaine. 
he is not even a series regular at this point. Yeah, that's true. He's been in like what, like six episodes at this point? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, who who wouldn't want to see Darren Chris? You know, like uh, his eyes were so sparkly before he was ugly. So that's not surprising. Um, and then so. Oh, but he has this line. I'm like, did he say this line or did they make him read? Where he's like, you know, Finn is a jock and Rachel is a nerd. And, you know, Puck likes Lauren, even though she's big, he doesn't care. And yeah. uh, he was like listing these glee couples. What was the other one? Um, I think it might have been Will and Emma. Yeah, or and something. That up, yeah. But it was like, I just wrote, don't take life advice from Glee. Especially <laughs> relationship advice. Yeah. Like, I think there are, as you can see from this, there are valuable lessons to take from Glee about life and like opening oneself up to joy and accepting people and working together and, you know, seeing people for like, you know, like what matters and not for the superficial details. I don't think there's ever a moment in Glee where I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, this is true love. This is what a relationship should be. You know, I don't think that's what the show set out to do. So like, that's not, you know, but still I'm like, Glee's not a love manual. Oh, but I mean, you also got to think about the people who are watching it, because at what point when you were a child and you watched something that presented romance, were you like, this is not true love? It most definitely is true love when you are a child watching something that is presenting romance. There's also a lot of things that could have fucked you up more. Like I recently watched Smash. And I, in season two of Smash, like Jeremy Jordan comes in and I was like, holy shit, if I watched this when I was in high school, I would have ended up in like a semi-abusive relationship because I would have thought that that's the goal. Yes. Interesting. And you see shit like that all the time that's Mm -hmm. like glorified as being like the right thing. Right. And Glee at least is better. It's not great, but it's better. Glee is also very, you know, as someone who overanalyzes it weekly, it is a very (laughs) discuss and discourse show. And I think there's a lot of media that doesn't do that. I think of this a lot with Disney. People will pick, you know, and I'm not saying like, I'm not a Disney, but like criticize Disney, but like people will pick apart these relationships and like, like no one, like, especially especially because some of them are like magical like the moment of like okay so these fairies are telling me i need to kiss this girl i know to break a curse like that's so removed from reality but like there's so many things that are marketed towards slightly older kids or adults like rom-coms and stuff with really realistic toxic behavior and things that could yeah. actually happen yeah. that is portrayed as romantic and that just gets a pass that's like pretty yeah. woman's a classic you know like yeah you know, and so I'm not saying not to analyze these things, but yeah, like Smash doesn't get the Glee discourse, you know, and like, so it's worth unpacking Glee. It's worth unpacking Disney, but there are a lot of things that are a lot worse and a lot more insidious because they're not as like kind of colorful and in your face um, that people don't spend the time analyzing, you know? Yeah. Uh, like Gone with the Wind or like, you know, I mean, people do kind of analyze that one, but you know, like, there's a lot of media that we just kind of let slide. Like I love John Hughes. Like Twilight. And Twilight, you know, I don't actually don't really love Twilight, but there's stuff in there. Like Twilight, really, but like he's a stalker. He yeah. stalks her. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's, he breaks it's into her home. Romanticized. Yeah. yeah. Watches her sleep. You know, yeah. and which is so int- the Twilight one is super interesting to me because of 
older stories where vampires did those things and it was seen as villainous. Mm-hmm. Like vampires were almost symbols of like violent, toxic masculinity. And like these girls were like using wisdom from their grandmothers to defeat them. And now it's suddenly turned with this like romanticized hero. Mm-hmm. And that to me is super creepy. It's like that. Con- it's just like that concept of like um, much older, much wealthier man comes and like sweeps you away to his house where you don't see any other people. It's like creepiest fuck. We really yeah. romanticized, especially like this 2010s era really romanticized that in a way that's terrifying. Yeah, there's like Fifty Shades of Grey and then there's those Netflix movies that are like even worse. Yeah, and there's um, also just like a lot of like books and stuff in general about that type yeah. of thing. Old books. Um, old books. Well, and even too, like I, who's worse off track, but like comparing like a Bridgerton to a Jane Austen, love Bridgerton. I mean, it's so fun. But like the men in there are like not the same quality as a Jane Austen man. You know, they're they're sexy. They're fun. <laughs> but like, you know, like they put women in situations that like really could have ru- ruined their lives that the men in Jane Austen novels wouldn't do. Like the heroes wouldn't because. And we excuse it because we're like, oh, well, today that wouldn't ruin their life. But it's like a good man would have recognized that at that time they couldn't do that. Yeah. Because someone was going to suffer the consequences and it wasn't going to be them. Yeah. Like male privilege has always existed, right? That privilege that, oh, I can sleep around and women can't. But if you were like a man at that time, men unfortunately have consciences and like you like, (laughs) like, unfortunately in that, like they don't often use it. And like, yes, society was excusing that, but like that doesn't necessarily excuse their behavior, even though society said it was fine. Like deep down, I don't think those men like, that's a whole moral question, but I don't think those men thought it was fine. You know, like they knew that they were taking advantage of these women mm. um, and that they were using their privilege to do so. And Mr. Schuster knew he was doing that to his clay club. Yes, because he knows that putting weed in Finn's locker is wrong. He does. He knows that flirting with Emma while he's married and she's engaged is wrong. Mm-hmm. He, I, I'd hope he knows that dancing with these children is wrong, but I don't know if he knows. I don't that. think he does. He doesn't think he knows that one. He only put one thing of weed in one kid's locker. He was That's upset true. when he when Sue tried to fire him for uh, what's it called? Uh, twerking uh, to blur lines. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably right. He doesn't know that that's wrong. He should mm-hmm. know that that's wrong. He should learn that. Someone should you know, tell him that. You know, but you know, maybe he does, and he just doesn't. He doesn't care. They haven't fired me yet. <laughs> no lawsuits his, yet. His own feelings of feeling cool is more important to him than like the safety of these children. His high school yeah. glory. Yeah. Yep. And that's why he sent them off on tour with no adult supervision. Other than yeah. goop. <laughs> um, what is that? Where we're at. Let's no. see. Uh, okay, Lord. so are we even halfway through? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I okay. think we're on firework, right? Yeah. yeah. So, speaking of countries, Rachel Berry sings <laughs> the national anthem, Katy Berry's firework. <laughs> I said it before, and I said it again. It should be the national anthem. When they shoot fireworks, I bet more fireworks shows, not all, but more, are playing firework than the national anthem. That's probably true. <laughs> I really did not remember that in the show, this was just like a Rachel number. And I do believe that it was, but at this point I was like, 
I finally understand what the Glee cast was going through every time, like the New Directions members were going through every time they went to sectionals or regionals or whatever, because they were like, why the fuck does Rachel get all the songs? Because this is the moment where I was like, why is Rachel getting all the songs? It felt like a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, to me, it felt like the concert as a movie would have made more sense if like each character had a song. Yeah. And yeah. that's part, part of it was, but then like Rachel and randomly Artie got a bunch more than everyone else. This was also an outfit that I approved of though, even though I thought, I think it's hideous now. This was very 2010. She, like, this she's is, got like it a, looks like something she it's got stripes show. on top. It's got polka dots on bottom. It's like, it's very, it's got the right silhouette for that era. I was like, this is what I would have expected from the whole thing. It looks like, like the silhouette is like a homecoming dress. Yeah. But it like fits like that's it what I would have been like for her. A girl would have got on stage on at that time. Um, did I forget? When does Kurt? Did I forget? So Kurt and Rachel at one point sing Happy Days. It's that's later. after, yeah, yeah. I think that's after like the Warbler bit, either. Yeah. Okay, so then that yeah. Next is the Warblers. We meet Baby Warbler. Um, he's adorable. adorable. He's in his little jacket and he does the dances. That kid's probably what, like 20 now? It'll be 10 years later. Baby Warbler on the podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm not. I don't even want to be here now. Find him, Julia. Find him. (laughs) He was so cute. He was perfect. Adorable. No notes. 10 out of 10. So good. Ideal. Best part. Really. We see uh, his like original like video that went viral, and then we see him at the concert, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Yeah, I. And then you think was he here for slave for you? Um, and then did they? That makes me wonder though. Like, how did they decide the people that were going to be interviewed? Did they have them send in videos? That's a good question. Like that. Some sort of like casting process. Probably yeah. not unlike uh, the Glee project. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> was like, you love Glee, this but you're whole not concert should have been thrown out and replaced with the theatrical release of season three of the Glee project. <laughs> Ten yes. hours long. It's everything <laughs> is live. <laughs> they have one day to do everything. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> Someday. So they they sing Teenage Dream, of course, iconic. Mm-hmm. And then they Harry sing who? the slightly less iconic, but one of my favorites from the show, "Silly Little Love Songs." Yes, which I loved. It's a I great one. Freaked out if I was there because it's like surprising, <laughs> but like it's still like it's like oh I get it, but it's like I wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, because did that one appear in the show or is it just on the album? It was in the show. They were was, in Breadsticks were on in Bread- Valentine's yeah. Day. Oh, okay, I that's right. That's where right. He says Some love doesn't come to me. Sometimes it doesn't come at all, and he sings it at Santana. Santana's like, the right? Fuck? Okay, I remember. <laughs> okay, uh, love. I love that. That's I love that song. I loved it so much, and I was so happy when it showed up. Well, that is one of the things where Darren Chris is truly just such a star mm-hmm. in that, like, he leads the war, but the war was all doing a great job, and that it is the most energetic point. Like, yeah. has the most interesting choreography, has a lot of audience interaction. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you get a lot of backup singers who are very talented at being backup singers, and they're able to provide backup vocals in a way that a cast of people who are like, kind of singers and like half solo singers aren't able to and it just like Mm -hmm. works really well it just sounds cool all the warbler stuff always sounds cool yeah yeah 
Um, and then this is where we see Damien McGinty. Um, yeah, he's loving the concert. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be in the concert movie. <laughs> and they then, couldn't have even like thrown him up there for a sec. Right. They could have been like, singing. we have Damien McGinty. I mean, I wonder though, if this is great. <laughs> I do wonder if maybe he was at a different show, though, than the one they recorded. Like, I don't know if all of that Um, audience was from the same show. Right. That's true. Like, because all of those people who they interviewed probably weren't even from the same show. No, No, because there were different like settings for those interviews. So they probably did audience at a bunch of shows, but only the stage at one. Mm -hmm. But still, Damien should have been there. Should have been up there. He's a star. (laughs) Lee Project season one, Tide winner. And then... (laughs) Uh, they sing Raise Your Glass. Iconic. Um, and so, yeah, it's all just really fun. And then this is, I think, where they talk about Trent being bullied because I wrote for Trent. Mm-hmm. Is it Trent or Trenton? Can't remember Trenton. now. Trenton. Like the city of New Jersey, the, the capital. And then... That's where I'm from. My next <laughs> Not note, Trenton, but New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> the next note is the fucking safety dance. I before that is when Kurt and Rachel sing. Okay. Yes. Maybe happy days are here again. And it's cute. It's fine. It's It's cute. (laughs) Rachel's in a weird sailor outfit that I don't like, but sure, it's something. I think that was the one that she wore in the show because I think it was like a reference to like the actual performance with Barbara and Judy. Was it Judy Garland, right? Uh so yeah, I think that's what that was because I also thought that too. And then I was like, but that looks familiar. But like Kurt does this like weird like little hip shake thing toward the end. I was like, oh, that's like weirdly cute. Don't worry, no one is breaking in. It's just Lyle shutting the door very slowly. <laughs> I do. Um, I I they probably couldn't get the rights, but I wish they'd done Defying Gravity kind of with the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. This was a weird number because I like listening to it because I think it's a very pleasant song to listen to. Would I have wanted to see it at the Glee concert? No, no, I wouldn't have. I would have rather seen Defying Gravity. Or even Pretty Unpretty. Literally anything else, kind of. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, There were not a lot of musical theater numbers for the number of musical theater numbers that are on the show in this tour. And I do wonder if it's because musical theater Mm. is a, a rights headache probably more than um regular songs are so yeah that's and if you're doing a, if you're doing a concert like a pop song is more energetic it's oh, more Colin, don't talk to me about how musical theater doesn't perform well live <laughs> <laughs> i would have loved are you kidding if if rachel and mercedes had done uh take me or leave me oh, that at this fun. concert and i had been there in person i would have fainted <laughs> like i would not have existed any longer <laughs> um so yeah, they do the fucking safety dance now. This wasn't even season two because a lot of the songs were season two because that's the one that just came out. This is like a season one deep cut. Like, yeah, my note says, I'm sorry, they're doing safety dance and he's standing and dancing. Oh my God, the world is hallucinating as Artie dances in real life. That's literally my note. I was like, everyone's hallucinating. Don't drink the slushies. Like... <laughs> I wrote, Do you think they served slushies at the concession stand? At oh, these? they, they had to. If they it must have been like insane. Helen's going back in time and making it happen. <laughs> Wait, did anyone get slushied? No. I no, feel like, like I feel like oh, someone at one of the shows, somebody slushied their friend. Probably oh, multiple times, probably. 
I wish they had done the slushy confetti thing at the end, but I think that was, that, I think that we can get to that, but I was very disappointed in the performance okay. of loser like me based on what they did on the show. Oh no, wait, yes, it was loser like me that they did the, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Why didn't they do that? They're That's literally so on the show in this exact stage setup that they are in this, like, it's mm-hmm. not like one of the ones where like, it's like, oh, they're walking through hallways or whatever. Like they're on a stage. And they did so much cooler on the TV show than they did here. I thought that too, like a lot of like the TV versions of these songs were just more engaging. And I'm like, that seems like a problem, but maybe it just doesn't, I was just thinking like, oh, maybe it just doesn't translate to like the stage, but that has to do with the quality of the production. That's really what it comes down to. For Loser Like Me specifically, like the slushy machine, the throwing the glitter or whatever, like that would have translated fine to the stage. Wonderful. Yeah. It worked great. It's the last number. You don't even need then, to clean up the confetti. Yeah. And then also they would have a confetti cannon to make it happen even more and perfect. Great. Nope. 10 out of 10. But no, they don't do it. Zero out of 10. So. Yeah. I wrote so much Artie and no Tina or Quinn because there wasn't a Quinn song yet or really any Sam or Finn or Kurt. Like, Artie is just overrepresented for like yeah. his role on the show, especially at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I also wrote, what reality is this? <laughs> it's not that, I don't know. Um, I also had more issues with the outfits and the fact that all the backup dancers, again, different events, they all got different invitations. No mm-hmm. one knows where they're going. And then, chaos. uh, Janae wins prom princess. I was confused. So prom princess, is that because she's a junior? And yeah, there's a Maybe they that's just what they call it. I don't know. I didn't think it was like a second place. I thought no. it was she was like a junior, so she was nominated for princess as opposed to queen because queen yeah, would, queen would be a senior. senior. I don't know. That was just strange to me. That did stand out to me too. Um completely inconsequential though. Good for her though. Yeah, good for today. But, she, but her date wasn't nominated it was her and some other person yeah that won okay do you think that the producers rigged that um that'd be very glee there's not a single not rigged election yeah like she couldn't not win for the sake of the movie you know yeah i also so my actual thought was that like this is the only one of these three three people that we follow that has like a very clear storyline that happens like in time. And it made me think they came up with the whole thing. Yeah. And that like this guy asking her was kind of set up that like, Oh, maybe they just kind of planned this whole thing. And like the cheerleading coach had something to do with it to like nominate her for this. And not there's anything that's so wrong with that. It just feels a little. Well, it's also though, like if I showed up to high school and I had a camera crew following me for a Glee movie, I would have won Prom Princess if I were in the running. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows who you are, everyone's uh-huh. voting for you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The whole thing kind of was, like, weird to me because the other two just have, like, general stories. This was a story playing out, and it just kind of felt off. And that was another inconsistency that made it just feel, like, weird because I didn't know what yeah. to expect for the other two because I kind of expected, like, stuff to start happening. I thought Brian was going to yeah. show up in Trenton's story. I thought we were going to, like, meet that person or something. I thought he was going to end up when he, they first landed on a cliffhanger and I'm like, they're expecting <laughs> us to think this is going to be bad and then Brian's going to like him back and then it was yeah, just Yeah, I thought there was, there, he was going to show up and Same. I thought with the other person that there was going to be something, like, very specifically 
a story playing out, but there really wasn't like they and were with they their friends in the showing up at the concert, but they yeah. didn't really make that into what it could have been. Yeah. It was just, though they're, yeah, they're okay. I, here's my theory and why I think it wasn't rigged and set up is because I feel like that the, cause I feel like Reed felt like a very real teenage boy. And he also, right, looked, that was my other thing. He looked like a boy. He looked yeah. like a nice act boy. Like he, it's not like I feel weird saying that. But like, oh, he's cute, but like yeah, he's like a nice normal like boy. Like he just mm-hmm. didn't like. I feel like Hollywood would be like it needs to be the quarterback, you know? Like it needs to be like super hunky, right. whatever, you know. And this is just like some awkward kid. Like let's go prom, you know? Like yeah, that's what that's what felt re- real to me. There was also again no reason for him not to want to ask her. Yeah, yeah, like. The- it's just so weird. She's like, like there are said, more reasons for him to want to ask her because, like we said, she has a camera crew following yeah. her around. She's a camera crew following her around. She's like cute. She's a winning cheerleader. Like she's popular. She, she said, said she's popular. she was popular. Like yeah, yeah. there was but, not anything stopping him. Yeah, especially like I'd like to think I don't think it's always the case, but generally at that age, kids realize. I knew kids that didn't, but most kids realize being a jerk to someone because they have a disability is wrong. Yeah. Like most kids. I did know some that didn't get that. But most kids by that age have like reached enough level of maturity and not shallowness where they're like, oh, it's just like a th- medical thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the thing that was tripping me up is that it seemed like there was two sets of filming. There was the filming of the actual like their photo shoot and then at the dance. Mm-hmm. And then they went back and shot the promposal and shot her interview and they meshed it together and it kind of felt like some of it felt like it was staged because it probably was the for filming was definitely staged yeah but then that, there yeah. wasn't but then there was like real life stuff that probably was happening and they ended up filming it so it just it was very cacophonous together the way they put it yeah. together much like the season five cover of Pompeii, which I did list as my favorite song of that episode, but still. Very cacophonous. Yeah. So we'll stand by it. You guys make me want to rewatch Glee season five. Don't. don't. Please don't. <laughs> I will, though, <laughs> but I will. Um, <laughs> well, at least you don't have to pay for it. At least it, now it's available on a platform for you. I would uh, pay for it. I'm watching Courtney and Kim take Miami, and I paid for that. So I would pay for this. Oh, wow. Uh huh. Um, so we finally get some Quinn, and but it's Quinn and Sam singing "Lucky," and they what? set up the choir room on the stage. That yeah. is so disconcerting to me. I agree. I did not enjoy that at all. That the choir room was suddenly there. I feel like it would have been better if the whole thing, the whole production, was the choir room or like shots from like the school or other sets, and they had like a story going along with the songs, like not necessarily completely recreating like those moments, but something, Yeah, but it was so weird. I was but like- To have it show up halfway through, like it has to show up yeah. at the beginning or it has to show up at the end. It can't show up at this point and be the first set. It's like, I looked away for a moment and then I looked back and I was like, what the fuck? Did it like go to regular Glee? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also like the lucky performance, I remember being very cute when they did it, but it did not translate well live. No, you know, it did not. A waste of both of their talents. Yeah. And, you know, and like when you could have had Quinn and like the Cheerios perform, like even if they were doing, I don't even remember like what weird religious song Quinn does when she auditions. Say a little, little prayer, prayer for you. Like that if they did say a little prayer for you, song. I would have, that's like 
a showstopper in this context, but to do Lucky is so like, eh. Well, it's such a cheap choice because they're like, okay, we got to do Quinn and the same thing. Okay, we'll give them Lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you could have done I Say a Little Prayer and Baby. Yeah. Right. Because it's not like Quinn and Sam were, I mean, I guess the they couple. were a popular couple, but they were not together by the very long, like, especially yeah. by the end no. of season two. Yeah. And um, they only were a popular couple because we like both of those characters separately. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't even that interesting together. Well, yeah. yeah. And also, like, really Sam early on in their relationship. were the interesting ones together, more so. Well, really early on in the the Sam and Quinn relationship, she was cheating on him with Finn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, how do you root for that? I don't know. Yeah, I really, their best moment is the Lormanari moment where he speaks in a V to her. <laughs> um, uh, and then I, I, also just, I felt watching this so bad for Diana's feet because I have worn those types of shoes that she is wearing in 2010 and they fucking hurt. And she's wearing them for most of the show. And I just like want to give her a hug and be like, I'm so sorry for your feet. She's like, don't worry. I'm starting an indie indie, like uh, midlife crisis film about being a Jewish mother, you know? (laughs) And she did also, she has a cute outfit for that era. Yeah. And the shoes are cute for that era. I just like, I know how uncomfortable those are. And I'm like watching her dance in them in various numbers. And I'm just like cringing. <laughs> um, this is and- where they have the weird vignette where they're like, Santana's like, I'm the sexiest. Or is that after the song? Because after the song where they suddenly. How do they oh, get no, to the. It's at, they do Ragdoll and then they sit or down. River at the Deep. End of they ragdoll. do River Deep. Oh. So it's like literally right after. Lucky, they just go right into that. Yeah, they just do Riverdale Mountain so High. Weird. Iconic, great choice, great yes, performer. Love it, amazing. She is dressed like a watermelon. She has a green <laughs> dress and a pink like overshirt. I was distressed by the colors, but the outfit was on point. Yo soy yeah. Sandia. And I also thought Mercedes's outfit worked too. That was suddenly where she was dressed like she was on the show, and it worked. <laughs> this show is so weird. I know. <laughs> And then, uh, so here's what some, no Mr. Shoe or Sue, right? We talked about this. Rachel isn't in these Glee Club scenes. Where, yeah, it's like she was like, like clearly she was backstage getting ready for the next number that she was going to be in. Or she didn't want to be in them. She was a bad sport. <laughs> and but, you know who also isn't there until suddenly Goop is there? Kurt. <laughs> Yeah, it's True. really strange. Like, and I wonder if part of that is because the order we're seeing is not the real order. That like, could were be they true. getting changed for their little happy days number? Right. Because that comes late. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's weird because they're like, I guess, like Rachel, Kurt, and Finn are like the leads of the show. Yeah, and I that was actually really weird to me that like they weren't featured more. Yeah, like where was okay? It's not like I really want to see no air, but like no air or like the borderline open your heart to me mashup, classic Finchel. Yeah, it there were no Finchel moments. Yeah, yeah, that was That's really a little weird. It's that was like, the main relationship. Yeah, um, yeah. there weren't even a lot of claim moments, deeply were, confusing. Yeah, and then uh, so then I my next note is goop. Gwen yeah, I wrote, comes in. I wrote Gubasaki. Here's my thing. I know that this is not actually possible, but 
I wanted so badly for her to sing fuck you instead of forget you. I know because it's theatrical. Just say it. But I know she couldn't. But boy, if she had said mm, it would have been, been so happy. Iconic. I love her I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow person, but I think she's great on Glee. I think she's super fun. I was super happy when she showed up, but I was like, sing, fuck you. Have the bravery. It's you also know? just weird that she shows up that like they're giving us a moment with the sub that shows up in three or four episodes yeah. at this point. And like we barely see our main people interacting. Yeah. She also so definitely weird. only showed up for that one night at the tour. Oh, oh, yeah. And that had to be like the second number because she has shit to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's not sitting around backstage. Yeah. I also like that she showed up in business casual. Like, well, that's yeah, what she yeah. compared to everyone she sang else. that song. <laughs> yeah. It's, the same it just, it, it's just the the like muted grays. Like she looks so chic and so cool. And then you put her up against the <laughs> rest of these poor people wearing weird stuff <laughs> who have been sentenced to like old Navy clearance rack. And it just <laughs> feels so bad for them. You know, yeah. I, I'm a goop fan. I hate to, I hate to fully say fan. I'm fascinated. Yes. Um, That's a good way. It. She reminds me of like how an Olympian deity would act. Yeah. Like not she is very like evil Aphrodite. Yes, like she's what I think Aphrodite is like. Like, yeah, I'm gonna take down Harvey Weinstein, but also buy my vagina candle. Like, um, (laughs) so she sings "Forget You." It's fun. There's like good kinetic choreography. She's a good performer. How much more fun would it have been if she said "fuck you"? And I was just (laughs) cuts to the audience being like, (gasps) (gasps) "Cut to Baby Warbler." Yeah, she she starts off being like, anybody in the mood for a little CeeLo? And I just went, no. <laughs> but she did it anyway. Uh, we get more lesbians. I think, is this where... There's a person in a Santa costume. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? They're just I like, saw that. It was so no, random. They're like, they're like weekend and Bernie thing. Just it like in the back. Like, fit. like, it's not like a good no. Santa. It's like a like large Santa And I was costume. like, what? Why is this happening? But then it was, they were gone as soon as they showed up. I and, don't watch a lot of Christmas episodes. So I was like, did I miss whatever reference that was for? But no, no, no. Okay. Um, and then uh, Kurt sings, hold your hand. Did they? Okay. That's the only one that I was like, I don't remember this at all from the show. I hated the arrangement. Like it was so slow. It was so he weird. He sang it when his dad was in the hospital in the religion episode. I don't remember his yeah. dad. I probably skipped the religion episode because I was like, that's Christian nonsense. But you didn't want to hear that Yentl song? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't remember that at all. But I was like, I hate he was doing like a fine job, but I was like, this is such a bad arrangement of this song, in my it, opinion. I just feel like it really um brings down the the energy of the show. I feel like the show should really focus on high energy stuff and not these slower numbers. Like, no offense to slower numbers, but like, that's not what the people are here for. Also, Read the room, Kurt. thinking about <laughs> it in terms of like the context of when he sang that song, and it's like that's a very personal song. And like, now you have to sing the song that reminds you of your dad almost dying of whatever ailment he had that season and like in front of like I guess hundreds of thousands of people over multiple weeks like 
just in the in the idea of this world it just doesn't make sense it's also in the idea of the real world beyonce a thousand percent was like no you can't do fucking single ladies on your stupid glee tour yeah so they had to come up with another song for her a hundred percent poor kid and then uh so then, okay, also you can tell it's out of order because, like, you see the cast coming out on stage behind him at the end. And you think, it's like, the lights are going to go on and they're going to do, like, a group number, but just, nope, nope. something else. Um, this is where my notes, I, it says, all grown up. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> at 19, Glee is a good influence. So maybe sure. I think this was Trenton talking about Glee helping him be out and proud. Um, oh. I was like, you know what? Sure. And then car accident. So they they had all the shirts, oh, and they're the like, we have the unlucky the- shirt, and they're like, this girl and in it's a hyphenated, car unhyphen lucky. And they're like, she's in a car accident right now, and she has our tickets. And I'm like, cringe. <laughs> um. Also, speaking of car accident, that person with the red hair, they were talking about how, like, they want to get a Glee tattoo, that their cat was named Santana, their dog was named Brittany, and their car was named Quinn until they got in a wreck. And I was like, what kind of, yeah, I was like, what kind of (laughs) foreshadowing nonsense is this? Were they texting and driving? (laughs) Did they sing I'm Still Standing? Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. I will say I am a sucker for the Glee performance of Born This Way with those stupid t-shirts. I fucking love it. I know it's so cheesy, but I think it's like peak Glee. I think it is like what Glee is at its core and what it is meant to be. Right. And I love it. Didn't see Rachel. No. Didn't see the nose (laughs) shirt, right? Um, Didn't see Will and his butt chin shirt. Don't care about him. He does have a butt chin. (laughs) He, he should does. be insecure about his budget. <laughs> he who else was Finn there? Yeah. It was everyone but Rachel. So and, weird. And so yeah, they sing Born This Way. We get a little Tina solo. This is why Tina is a gay icon because she opened Born This Way. Right. Uh, I this is the yeah. moment like this is bad. I'm so used to the show not doing anything with Tina. And it wasn't until she did something here that I was like, wait, why is this the first time I've even noticed? Like, I didn't even notice her outfits. Like, I'm spending this yep. whole time staring at these people outfits. I didn't even notice Tina. She was in some goth stuff. I yeah. did not notice her until this moment. I literally was looking for her. I didn't see her. I, I must have her missed absence. her. I know she yes. was in like a goth, very season one outfit during the quiet. I did see scenes. like the zip. And yeah, I noticed that then, but I was like, I this totally is wild how much I just really have not seen. And I feel bad because you know, like Hashtag Glee hates Tina. She I mean, my go. brain is so hardwired to like search for Tina and everything <laughs> she's yep. in. So I saw her. Um, but yeah, I was like, finally gets her moment. It is great. It's peak glee. Um again, inventing, inventing Pride Month. Um and that then, is your that is very, <laughs> that is very rainbow capitalism. Yeah. But I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so I have a note, so many lesbians. Shout out to our grad school classmate who loudly said too many lesbians in a bar one St. Patrick's Day. 
and I had to do the damage control, which, you know, which I only did because I didn't want people to think I was associating with a homophobe, not because I cared about saving this person's reputation. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. It's so wild to me because I was in grad school with you guys, but our experiences were so different. <laughs> you were, ours had a more film bro energy. And also just like, you know, we were with different people. So, okay. So they do like a little recap. They're talking about what Glee helps them. And uh, Janae's the thing it helps you notice the little people. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what I will I, say though, I went and I would have, it would have been worse in person. I went absolutely feral when I heard the opening beats of Loser Like Me. I was like, I'm ready. It's time. It's time for their <laughs> best song. Like I was lit. And then they're like, here, see these stupid interviews. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <It's time. laughs> uh, but it was you know, cute. But it was a nice like reminder of what Glee was is allegedly and at this point was kind of about mm-hmm. um you know like seeing you know lo- rooting for the little guy. They keep saying nerds and I'm like very few characters on Glee are what I would actually consider a nerd. No, there's uh, um one and it's Artie and I think it's because he has glasses otherwise yeah. I don't think someone called Rachel a nerd at one point I was like she's not a nerd she's a theater kid that's completely different yeah yeah mm-hmm. and we get yeah if you're they're going by very like nerd or jock and I'm like there's too many there's layers now there's layers <laughs> the of two clicks. genders and <laughs> now it's genders. a spectrum now it's a spectrum because you know Blaine is almost the other nerdy character because he has yeah, the superhero thing he does yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons thing yeah, he's he hot. loves mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah, so he can't be a nerd. Well, it's because Sam he's speaks a twink. V. <laughs> I mean, Sam is a nerd. Sam is also a nerd. Yeah. He's a movie Sam and is pretty TV established nerd. established to be a secret nerd. Yeah. 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 Because Sam does impressions, and that's a pretty Both classic. Blaine and Sam are actually way nerdier than Artie at this yeah. point. Yeah, Artie's yeah. nerdy because he has glasses. That's literally the no, only reason. Is it, and he dresses that way. He dresses right, like true. a nerd mm-hmm. in an 80s movie, whereas I feel like Sam and Blaine dress more like a nerd you would actually know. Right. Like, <laughs> as in Sam wears the t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so they sing Loser Like Me. Uh, no confetti you know, slushies. No confetti slushies. I wrote, ah, uh, the classist capitalist anthem. <laughs> Rainbow capitalism. I will not hear any critiques of Loser Like Me. They, don't, they just go in one ear and out the other. Um, I love... It's so catchy, though. It's so catchy. And but my thing was just like, God, when they performed Loser Like Me on the show, it was just like iconic. Like it was so good. It was so energetic. And like it's performed on a stage like this, like and they could have done that. And they just like don't. And then you have like all of these outfits that like are just like weird. And they like changed half the people and didn't change half of them. And they're like wearing stuff from earlier in the show and I'm like buy them new outfits for the finale like make this a thing make them like look like a group like make this fun and then they kept on interrupting it with fan interviews and I'm like I'm sorry I have come to care about you throughout this process but like you can't interrupt this is my moment yeah like go away (laughs) I I actually so part of me is kind of like annoyed with the self-aggrandizing that Glee and Ryan Murphy are currently doing with making not only the Glee concert movie, but having this sort of documentary element being like, look how great our show is. Yeah. But then they come out with weird versions of their most iconic numbers. And it's just like, this is not kidding. 
and but also it makes me wonder like okay if the set didn't it i am thinking the way uh the journey song was filmed that is the beginning of the set but if loser like me is like weirdly cacophonous like it makes me think that that's not actually the end of their set like it makes me think it's going to be like somewhere in the middle i don't know what else they would have ended with in the last that's what i'm thinking because like it does feel like they're not put together it kind of feels like they're coming from a bunch of different places in not a good way so it makes me think maybe this wasn't actually the last number but they like also have to have known that they were releasing this and they have to have had a plan for what it was going to be when it was released, when they filmed it, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to give really... It's not famous for That's plans. a lot of credit there. <laughs> I think, yeah. I actually think they had the idea of, okay, we're going to do the concert. And then I think they decided to put the interviews in later. I think that yeah. must have been like I think it was two separate projects. It really feels like it might have been and they just pushed them together or it was just like a haphazard thing from the start, I don't know. Yeah. I just like mm, to me like you want to talk about like peak glee things is like don't stop believing, born this way and like loser like me are just like yeah. Mm-hmm. The apex of like what glee is and what's good about glee and what's bad about glee. Right. And so like, to me, it made sense to close the show with this in kind of like a fun, unexpected way. But I was also like expected a little more just from like what we got from it because I just just don't interrupt it with with these people doing their speeches. They're not even singing. So what was the encore? We'll get there. I've, I, you know, there's more notes. There's more notes. Um, And also I just want to say, I just have so much. Okay. So like, I why didn't we get a postseason four Glee live concert? Because imagine more friends than you know live. Uh, I think that's why they couldn't do it. Like we don't even have an original to hang our hat on. Um. So yeah. So it's the credits now. Uh, I wrote, outcast. <laughs> I wrote outcast. Yeah. I so wrote, bad. I wrote these slushies have Veggie Tales energy because there was a Veggie Tales that was slushy themed. And that's what these slushies are giving. It's giving Josh and the big wall. And then Artie first, what is this hierarchy? And then, okay, so then it's the encore. They do somebody to love. Again, choreography, not as good as it was in the show, but still okay. It's also like, um, I do wonder, was that the encore in the regular show? Were we cheering encore, right. encore, encore? I would have been okay if that's what they came out with as the encore in the regular show. I that's just a good pick, yeah. That's a perfect encore song. You know what's weird about this is it's making me want to watch other concert movies just to compare like the way they're structured. But I know like that thought I was like, I should watch the Jonas Brothers concert movie and the Justin Bieber concert. And then I was like, I'm an insane person. (laughs) But I'm also like, okay, but there's got to be like. Again, they should have just focused on the music and just given us some sort of weird story with the music. Because otherwise, like, why am I seeing this in 3D, no less? Wearing those uncomfortable glasses, they're uncomfy now. They were worse than in 2012, 2013 when this they came out. They were the paper ones often then. Yeah, I think yeah, they probably true. still were. At least in small town New Jersey, that's what they gave us. And I yeah. hated it. So, like, there's there's no way I would want to sit having glasses and having paper glasses on top of that. I No. Mm-hmm. So uh, the final thing is they show the kid doing raise your glass. 
He does the whole thing. He even does like he does like every dance move Glenn does. Like he has it memorized. I love him. Time should have been in prime time. It should have been the main part of the special. Yeah. Why didn't this kid just do the whole concert? <laughs> Where was his story? That's all I cared about. <laughs> I've struggled a lot in my four years of life. Um, <laughs> my angel. So okay. <laughs> Maybe this is something we should decide where we start. Are we doing MVPs and LVPs and we songs? We should do Tina 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 time at least. Tina time. Tina sang like a few lines of Born This Way, and that is it. And we didn't she see had her zero interview lines. No behind the scenes stuff. But Mike Chang got a ton of stuff. Already yep. got a ton of stuff. Like her two love interests got so much. Yeah, uh, Brittany like- and Santana did. Brittany Mercedes together had a lot of like, well, it's mostly just Brittany saying stuff and Mercedes just like (laughs) laughing in the background, which is fine. It's cute. Um, It's like all of those random Brittany lines used to be what Tina got. You know, like a little less dumb, but that was like the type of content Tina got. And then they took it away. And it's sad. I feel bad for her. Yeah. Quinn barely know her mm, yeah i just yeah. know and it sucks that they were on this tour this whole time and they had to do like nothing and like most of rachel's scenes or behind the scenes stuff are by herself with the exception of like maybe like one yeah and santana's There's like one oh she knows she's she in the hair room. they're like she knows she i would end her she knows i'd beat her up or something and, then, and, she, and someone's like, like uh-huh is that, is this, what does that mean, war? And Rachel's like, no. And she's just smiling, and I'm like, <laughs> This, this uh, whole movie does not play well into the, or does play well into the Leah Michelle didn't get along with the rest of the cast vibe. Yes, 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 yes. And it, it also felt like she was very secluded from them, because she, she was. <laughs> she, she literally was. And it's like, yeah, she's it's an out, not. She's it's like she's not like everyone is outside of her. Like she is outside of everything else. Like she just operates on her own. It's really weird. Yeah, like the fact that she doesn't even hang is isn't even seen interacting with Corey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was dating at the time, right? Yeah, I think so. At least but you dating. barely see him in the behind the scenes too. So then it's like not- was he pulled away with her wherever she was. Mm. Now that's interesting. But yeah, we don't get any scenes with him behind the scenes. It's also like fake it for this one show, for this one documentary special. No, we do get one moment with Kurt. We get a lot of interviews with like Blaine. Um, Mm -hmm. We really don't get anything with Sam. Um, Well, because also this is an interesting point because this is where uh, Sam was trying to be a series regular and they said no, so he wasn't going to be on season three and then they bring him back. So they're almost like, yeah. Right, so he's already like one foot out the door kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Honestly, again, I will reiterate that I think this was really good that we watched this when we did because it did remind me of the positive impact that the show did have. Even as very flawed as it was many a time, there was there is, I guess, still something to the fact of representation is really important, even if they don't always get it right. Um, and all so representation was, will age badly in some way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's also really that's really a good point because like some things of just like you know being able to talk about race, quote unquote, 
doing it in one way, giving it representation, it ends up like aging itself. And it's like not good. Yeah. Like um, Glee was way more diverse than like the office, but it, it was still very tokenistic, you know, like, yeah. So I think it was good to watch it after season five and after like as much as like I was so infuriated and like realized that I didn't know how good I had it back in seasons one through three. But also I think just like focusing on that impact going into season six and thinking about, okay, well, this is the way it ends. And so, (laughs) yeah, a good reminder. Like Glee was a very good show for a bit like yeah a lot of season one and season two is like really quality television that gets erased by the fact that it went so downhill after that you don't become that huge without something yeah like it may not be what everyone's cup of tea but it's like it has an appeal it has it conveys a narrative I watch the Glee pilot a lot because I do think like as someone who wants to be a TV writer like that's a pretty exemplary pilot as far as just like setting things up and still being entertaining. Mm. Like it just works on a lot of levels. And also just like, again, the show, like it did provide representation in a lot of areas, but a lot of things didn't, even if it eventually got those things wrong. Mm-hmm. No, nothing in the future would be able to even try to get those things right. If they hadn't first done it wrong. Right. I think. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean like the Glee boot, like, if they were to actually reboot the show, they would try to correct a lot of the things that they did wrong that other shows now have jumped off of and tried to improve. But then there would still be things they get wrong just by the nature of things, but also the nature of the show, trying to give representation, trying to have the hard conversations um, in a palatable way that people of different backgrounds are going to try to understand and and, connect and to. also trying to do 22 episode seasons repeatedly. <laughs> so that, yeah. And just like, and needing to like do stupid shit. You know, with musical I mean, numbers in every yeah. episode, multiple musical numbers. And it's better to take a risk and fail than to never try. Like, how many just movies are there that are like just white people or shows that are just like white people and no representation right. and like they don't really do or say anything and they were fine, but like no one will remember them. Right. And there's a reason why these things are called hard conversations because mm-hmm. they're difficult yep. and you mess them up frequently. So, yeah. 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 That part was cool. I think that just like, again, as we've said, committing to that, committing to like, that's the story we're going to tell with this documentary or committing to this documentary is just fun, fan service type stuff. And they didn't commit to either. Yeah. Which made it a little of a mess. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, the best, the best writing in from season five, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, don't be so mean to late term glee. <laughs> well, that's also another thing is like seeing Corey Monteith again, like performing. It reminded me again that just like his presence is very much. I should say his, him not being there very much like kind of destroyed season five. And so yeah. like, it's good to have that reminder that like they kind of did what they could do in yeah, such a short time trying to redo the everything. Writer's fault. Yeah. 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 He also as a character in a way, it was like, he was sometimes the most realistic. 
Mm -hmm. um he was like he did kind of ground the show like i believe that was a western rachel he grounded rachel that's why she is off the rails she thinks she's going to la it just if finn was there he'd be like what are you talking about you said you didn't want to do that until you were like 30 after we've had our first child yeah like he, he and he just was he was a believable midwestern ohio boy yeah, you know, and his trajectory yeah. was actually going to keep the Glee Club in Glee, uh, the show. So that's yeah, because then they had to start putting a lot of other people coming back to the high school in a way that doesn't feel as real as Finn being at the high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not real at all. But yeah, so it was a couple of like really good reminders of like, I mean, I still stand by the things that I said about season five. It's just, but I do also understand that like the feat that they had to overcome um and then going into season six it's going to be interesting seeing like this is the hype of glee and then this is how it's going to end um kind of an interesting comparison yeah and also just thinking about like so much fun how (laughs) i like season six i you know what we've heard good things about like it's just like unhinged yeah and crazy stuff happens i'm like you know what i'm here for it there's a moment in the finale and i will cry at it every time i watch it for the rest of my life and that's just life man you know what it works (laughs) yeah i expect there to be some pretty emotionally affecting things like especially just like i get that way with a lot of shows that i watch like from beginning to end, even if I've seen it a couple times, like I still get really moved in like the Parks and Rec finale, just because mm-hmm. like I've watched all these people's stories. You know, it's gonna be the same thing with Glee, even as up and down as my relationship has been with the show. Like I'm expecting that to happen. I actually got kind of emotional during this, like seeing people recounting like how big the show was to them. Yeah. So I did get a bit emotional during this too, because like yeah. I just remember like for me, even as like a like relatively straight white girl, like when it came out, it was still like a big deal. Yeah. It was just like cool, you know, and like I get it. I get that level of fandom at that time. So that was the Glancert movie. Another time. Lee Glonsert Gloovy. Gloovy. I I liked it overall. I did too, actually. I wish it could have been better constructed as a project, but I honestly I enjoyed wish myself. That I as a how old was I in 2011? 15-year-old was the concert, there was the costume designer. Because I would have done a better job. <laughs> I almost would have thought. They had just filmed the concert and just been like, here it is, like a pro shot. That too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not like it, but but I mean, I just, it was boring. Oh, I forgot to say my thing. I was going to say, well, I tried to fast forward through all the music numbers just to get to the plot, but, you know, that would have been <laughs> 15 minutes of my time. <laughs> Less, uh, honestly, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so that was the Glee concert movie. We did it, guys. We did Yay. it. Um, Julia, where can people mm-hmm. follow you on social media? If at uh, all, on my Instagram at J E W L I A Julia Jelly. Yay. It's good Instagram. 
<laughs> I post Quality my cats a lot. Content. They are great. You yeah, can follow Gleeboot on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at GleebootPod. You can also follow us on Tumblr, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Colin Ever After. You can follow me on Instagram at a.m.s.w.e.a.r.i.n.g.e.n. And I should have some more art up pretty soon. Guys, guys. She was doing it while we recorded it I looks can't even, it, it you can't even see it it's because it's blurry i was yeah. drawing lace it's a freaking minimal level of investment in the glee concert movie <laughs> yeah i she mean yeah so invested she was feeling the creative spirit <laughs> to uh, be fair i always have to be doing multiple things at a time so. yeah and uh, so Glee Boot is going on a little hiatus. Not like a big one, just like we're taking like a couple months. Like a summer break. Yeah, you know, just to chill, relax, and, uh, you know, do things that aren't watch Glee. And Take then, a breather before season six. Yes, yeah, so we can and- do. Besides <laughs> <Glee>. <laughs> and then we will go full steam ahead into our final season. We have some great end of the show content for you. Um, we're going to try and bring back a lot of guests, uh, a lot of other Glee podcasters, some Glodcasters, a few guests that I've been trying to get on the show for a while, you know, so we're, uh, we have a pretty exciting season coming up. Mm-hmm. So catch up. This is your, I mean, if you've heard this one, you are probably caught up, but catch up. <laughs> this is the time. I love when my favorite podcast go on hiatus because I can catch up on episodes. Um, yeah. See yeah, you. you're being so generous. Do you think that we're somebody's favorites? Yeah. I'm sure. We, okay, we have like 30 favorite? listeners. We we have at least one person probably who thinks we're their favorite. Uh-huh. We have 30 weekly listeners who are up to date. I think there are more who are catching up. Mm. Okay. People like us, Alyssa. Self-confidence. I'm still exactly. working on it. <laughs> this this entire podcast, Alyssa's been like, people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Bye, Glee Booty. Bye. Bye. Also, Julia, thank you for coming on. Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs>